0: of Jake Paul
1: um, <laughs> I, oh, can I go
0: home now? Yeah. I don't want to be here I am um, uh, of course talking about Big Dumb Cast. my name is Chris Winkles and Cockles Johnson <laughs> <laughs> my name is Matt Shane Lizard Watson Yes. Uh, wait a minute <laughs> nice
2: we're not alone Oh, hello, boys and girls! <laughs> oh no,
0: it's Father Christmas! <laughs>
2: hello. Hello. Is it Christmas yet? Um, oh my
0: goodness me! You're oh, always good to
2: sherry out, you lazy twines. You're either very
3: late for the last one, or kind of early for the next one. Yeah, this,
0: it's October. What, it's, what, it's...
3: what year do you think it is? It's 1892. You're you're very you're very, very late. late. <laughs>
0: you're very late
3: for Christmas. Um, but welcome. welcome. You're always welcome here, even if you can't fucking keep time and save your life. Like, thanks very much.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, what a d- treat! The accent didn't last. No, no it, it never does. <laughs> it didn't, but that's fine. We'll tell you what, Father Christmas. As it as, as it is our Halloween episode. Ooh. Yeah.
2: Don't touch me like that when you do that.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, would you like to use your civilian name for the sake of those at home? Yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like your civilian leader. name. It's... I've suddenly got really scared. It's because so you were... like... you've got... felt the pressures of having not brought presents. And oh, like, that socks full of candy. Don't be scared. I haven't got scared. presents. Haven't... You put... Take your hand off that. Hey! Uh, that,
2: we... w- that won't be inflating but come we've... Christmas. We've got candy. There's plenty of candy.
3: There's uh, the of the, candy. The meat... The... Some seasonal booze is flowing spit yeah. it out spit yeah, it out that. <laughs> I welcome I, I have look. had
2: the best well... <laughs> i've come over to chris johnson's little house slash recording booth i've had two glass i'm on my second glass of wine i haven't well... drunk for a month uh He's i've saved himself i've had today. two slices of
0: cake yeah yeah and a number Very of cake
2: ufo sweets um what is the brand like... that you've had What What is the number? I think four. Four's a good number. Four's a good number. I'm effectively half man, half sugar.
0: Hey! So Father Christmas, pretty much. Yeah, because
2: he's made largely of candy. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Please welcome,
0: if... technically,
2: <laughs> back to the podcast. Oh yeah, i haven't even said Mr. Guy Lambert. Hello, hey. hello. I feel strange not being with Danny Sim.
0: Yeah, no, that's. that's I might
2: phone him during the podcast. Can we do that? People do I ask sh- quite. You, <laughs> you don't want me to do <laughs> People
0: Do that would be quite funny. Well, we need to get him on as well. But people do ask. No, he's not allowed quite... to come. People on. do ask. Quite...
2: Oh, for reasons. <laughs> no, he's too expensive. Oh, oh all yeah, oh, yeah. right.
0: Well, for 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 many moons, people have said uh, people who we listen really to Big Damn Cast and people who listen to the. The pre big damn cast days of 9 is 10. Yeah. When's Guy Lambert coming onto the podcast? Yeah. When's Guy Lambert coming onto the podcast? I've been
2: one of those people. I've been insisting. What episode is this? 134. 122, <laughs> not far off. 2000. 2077.
0: But that's the that's the building you see. Is the date. <laughs> nice. for, for, for those who've missed you and speaking of Danny Sim, if you want to hear Guy Weekly, yeah check and out weeping. smash the media the weeping podcast weeping. on itunes <laughs> and soundcloud smash the media is on every week give us a basic two sentence summary of what the hell smash the media is about smash
2: media is uh, me age 43 and danny sim age 21 danny sim is a youtuber musician lots of those young things young people do yeah i used to have an agency don't do that anymore Used to produce telly. Don't do that anymore. Uh, so I'm old. He's young. We talk about stuff from two different perspectives. Sometimes we're very similar in our thoughts. Sometimes we're very different. That's the joy you just don't know.
0: Because you are smashing.
2: We are smashing the media apart. We're going, yeah, boom, it's smashed. <laughs> Look at the pieces. Look at what we've done. Look at the damage we've done. Uh, we like to see ourselves as the rebels. We're a bit edgy. There's a bit of swearing. You never oh, know. Oh, we love a bit of swearing. In. You never know where when the uh, when the old F bomb may drop. Oh, um, oh. We've yet to do the C bomb. That'll be for the hundredth episode.
0: Oh, I'm I'm uh, dropping C so bombs. Well, we're
2: naming time. several people we think are C words.
0: Episode hundred is just hundred names. <laughs> <Does it laughs> yeah, deserve that moniker. Yeah, I've already got a list of hundred
2: five. One hundred. Oh. Th- yeah. <laughs> um, so. Watch Mojo presents the top 100 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you don't say that word either right oh I, I, I will say it have you said that word just, Matt, Mojo, oh yeah. Matt says oh, yeah. it
0: in abundance I drop it from time to time um, it's like a seasonal gift with I, I, I never yeah. really use it as an insult I just
3: say it when I can't remember someone's name yeah, yeah. Tony just, Muck yeah, etc some cunt yeah
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah I don't that's the moment I've used to it in this podcast, actually. So many more cunts. Throw it off. Those, <laughs> those some, I don't know. Some cunts. <laughs> don't you get people complaining? I We got some. No, because all listeners are 14. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're all edgy. <laughs> Do you know the great... <laughs> they're all edgy. They like the swear words because it's edgy. You know, <laughs> don't you guys, eh? You, you know, Bottom. Um, you know the, uh, the, the best joke I was ever told by a friend of mine? Oh, God. I said to him, when did you have... Because he's into cryptozoology. You know, sort of oh, not sweet. this monster, Yeti, yeah, yeah. da da da. Yeah, and I yeah, said to Chuba him, Capra. "Bullshit." Essentially, but effectively, animalistic yes, yes. <laughs> shite. <shapes.
0: laughs> but uh, fascinating, well, interesting. He's got a degree
2: oh, in it, so it can't oh, be that much yeah, of bullshit. Absolutely.
3: Well, no, because cryptozoology is like it also covers things that have been thought extinct and found to be still like yeah. around things like the Sea Clan
2: and things like that. <laughs> that one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great joke. I don't know, it's... Yeah. Um, oh! but, but I said to him. How old were you when you first got into cryptozoology? And he went, I was 14. Uh, That's a good joke. Didn't get the reaction I was waiting for. That is a good joke. That's That's a good joke. That's a good joke.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh, can, that's, like, that's like a clever person's oh, cracker joke
2: feel and see you deflating
0: that's a smart ass's cracker joke that's right a good jo- that's a
2: that's a joke that's the sort of joke Stuart Moffat would have come up with it's and hard. you would have gone
0: hey someone get that man and make Dracula and he would have made it every day for the next three years a joke. He would have told you the joke, but he never would have actually told you the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, you were
2: the punchline. Oh, oh, no, we all were. We were all the punchline. In a way, he'll tell you the punchline to a different joke. And <laughs> uh, we all punchline. And then he'll tell you that joke. This is topical, isn't it? Enough, to right? About Moffat. Well,
0: speaking, oh. speaking of topics, uh, topics, we will touch on Doctor Who. What has this. hazelnut in
3: every bite? We have sterile <laughs> <throw> shit. <laughs>
0: True. That's, a, many very, of those that's ones, a very, that's a very your dad joke. That <laughs> that, is actual, that is a very that your is dad joke. Actually, my dad joke. You sounded like Paul. Then that was. <laughs> I am truly my father.
2: Uh, so for people who don't, people who listen to uh, Big Dad Cast <laughs> every week. I'm going to provide a little behind-the-scenes, like,
0: <laughs> insight
2: into what goes on. Take in
0: was, it's 5.15 the magic. I'm going to take it's you behind the microphone. What are, we, what are we drinking <laughs> to refresh ourselves during the podcast?
2: I was going to say I'm going to take you behind the microphone, but that wouldn't work because then you wouldn't be able to hear. So <laughs> that doesn't work i take you behind the... Have you heard this one laugh? They'll be able to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah It'll it be very roomy. The cat. <laughs> that cat was terrified by yeah. by this. Dolly, Dolly's
0: frightened and aroused by our recording sessions. Dolly's no. wary of I it. I
2: can tell you, I'll give you an insight already. That before they do the laughter stuff... You have to be quiet for 10 seconds because Chris Jones is clearly too lazy <laughs> no, to,
0: it's a dub, it's to a double, edit
2: and match the theme tune duration. It, no, 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 it's, no. A, it's
0: a double barrel thing because I use that 10 seconds as wild track. What do you mean wild track? What do you what I, you I not, do noise removal for every yeah. episode. So when you to, edit, to get rid an of ambient sound. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. But there's no noise in here. Well, there's always uh, noise. The, the only noise, noise is the, the noise you the desperately
2: trying to... not to speak. For <laughs>
0: there's, there's always, there's always an ambiance, and, and and based on like certain recording setups, it's not really a problem because yeah. the whole thing you hear it throughout the whole thing. It's just how it sounds. But because we record sometimes in different setups, like right now we have the the microphone. We're very, we're very, you know, as 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 phrased by uh, I think Danny on this week's Smash Media, we're a very gorilla like yeah. operation it's gorilla for a podcast. pod gorilla pod that's all right, because I haven't shaved for a week right now we're surrounded by booze <laughs> <laughs> and sweets and the microphone is just sat on the coffee table as we talk
2: yeah it's surprisingly near to me and I'm not the one hosting it
0: no but it, it's slightly Although further away be. from Matt which is which is a technical good thing yes because I had the loudest voices. he has the he has the, <laughs> biggest, he has the biggest projection I have the loudest in the voice in Swindon. you are you are for a while
2: I think we ran the conspiracy theory yeah. that you were Brian Blessed's <laughs> child
0: <laughs> S- strange love grandchild yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, or a Viking's genetic sort of offspring you know the way that Venom shat out carnage. It's, it's a, a, a Viking just dumped you out. some one day, like like a, an egg from his back. I can imagine you hacking Google. your way out.
3: It's an infinite monkey thing. Screaming. Like <laughs> an infinite combination with, with you know. There's only so many combinations of DNA. It's it's just how many have you got. It's just fate. <laughs> it's just fate that that eventually the DNA would recombine in a way is to be exactly, almost, but not quite entirely unlike Brian Blessed.
2: Yeah. But just close enough. Yeah. Just close enough. you half man, half Brian. <laughs> half, half, half Brian! <laughs> <laughs> ah! But at the moment, we are, the oh behind the scenes bit is, we are currently eating and drinking <sighs> bits of your wedding. Yeah, like yeah, leftover like left it, reception. It's like she's yeah. left yeah. you and <laughs> already, but like immediately. Yeah, so but we're right. So, fuck this. Like it, it was actually gone. at the reception. The comfort yeah. food is
3: the sweats and the cake. <laughs> like I can't, I can't do this.
2: And you'd be like, "Can I just keep the Haribo,
3: please?" <laughs> it's <laughs> ironic
0: because I don't even like it. But I'm pitying you. No, but you it. want to torture yourself. <laughs> yeah, in a way. You want to punish ra- yourself. Uh, so yes, we, we're speaking of punishing <laughs> ourselves. We will, talk hey! about, we will talk about Doctor Who in a bit. But it's a good a good one this week. I won't talk too much about it because I did a lot in the 5.3 Fans Discussion video. Go watch that on YouTube if you'd like to hear my full thoughts on Rosa. <clears throat> but I want to hear what you lads thought of it. Um, <clears throat> but put it this way. Even family members of mine who don't watch it anymore said this Sunday after it been out like, "Oh, Doctor Who was good, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like, yes, people are on board, and they'll love it. Feels good. Um, I think it was a great choice for episode three. And it carries on the weird tradition from earlier series of the third episode being a historical. Yeah, I don't know why they got rid of that. That was that was a pretty the, decent There was always yeah. episode, well, it's episode, basically... episode one was modern set, and then episode two and three were interchangeably a mm. historical, and one set in the far future. It was, it was nice to have a bit of structure, though, I suppose. What it? was the series
2: where they did it the other way round?
0: Was it... Series 6 was the one where they opened with a two-parter, and then they did that again for Series 9. But
2: in Russell T. Davis, there was a one where they went to the future first, and then the Oh, no,
0: yeah, no, it's changeable. Two. Yeah, Series, That's series, what I mean, series yeah. 1 was... Rose was modern day, End of the World was in the future, yeah. and Unquiet yeah. Dead was in the past. Yeah, series so 2 Deans. was... Uh, New Earth. New Earth, which was not modern day per se, but it was straight out of Christmas Invasion, so it was that yes. vibe carried in. <clears throat> then um, Episode 2 was... Two, three, two four. 4, historical yeah. episode three was school reunions. That was the modern ones. They switched them around a little bit there. Yeah, um, but like what I'm saying is, in that first three weeks where people are testing it and deciding whether they're going to stick around for the rest of the run, they give mm. them a sample of of everything in a way. You got the board. Yeah. Series three was Schmogger's board. Series three was <laughs> modern day, and then on the moon. Series two was historical Shakespeare code, then Gridlock for episode three.
2: Ah, so that's the one where it was the other way around. Gridlock and Shakespeare Code. Oh, well, the, the, I guess series two would around. be the
0: most bejiggled one because then series four, <laughs> series four was part in crime, uh, fires of the crime, Faisal Pompey, which is quite heavy mm. for a second episode, actually. Yes, yeah, and um, but with CGI alien like Roman soldiers, so I guess that kind of outweighs it slightly. <laughs> and then you um, are you, said, are you saying Vietnam that Roman
2: three... lives are worth less?
0: No, I'm saying CGI. Fire L- oh, Roman not if they're play by Peter. Capaldi. Uh, Modern art! But yeah, so we'll get around to Doctor Who, but there's a few other bits and pieces we want to talk about first, but also because it's Halloween! (laughs) Almost. It's almost Halloween. (laughs) It's not Halloween yet. Uh,
2: Can you open this Haribo
0: again? We're going to talk about this. Chris has got
2: Haribo in a box, but the box is very difficult to open. It's like a box from a horror film, isn't it? Also... The a? box has Text a sticker topics. on
3: it. Topics. The box has a sticker on it which says 2 disc Blu-ray includes extended kit, extended cut with 15 minutes more filling."
0: So you're getting 15 minutes more. Based on the, I, <coughs> it, this, oh, is, these this are those this, UFOs. This will t- test bad. your geeky metal. Based on that sticker's font and style, what movie was that attached oh, it's to? Oh, Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool, Deadpool two. two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which Lucy oh, yeah. finally watched, and she absolutely adored it. She even, she even didn't mind why the thing that wine
3: on all over my jeans oh,
0: oh well if it's any consolation you can sup it off the bottom of the glass. there's, there's mm. none on your carpet
2: so just uh, right. behind the scenes audio commentary he has spilt oh. red wine on his jeans some at the bottom of your glass it's gonna drip it's gonna go it's all over it's the carpet you've you got rip. quite oh, big um... you pressed
0: it right in son I was gonna suggest you wanna sup it off you've got surprisingly
2: large calves oh I don't know why you brought them with oh. you but <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: they're not mine they're pretty. They're pretty beefy. They're mighty. Look at them. The man walks. Oh, why haven't you got any leg hair? i I'm, I was born <laughs> this is proper, smooth. There's a proper
2: behind the scenes. Are you? Fun. Are you? Have you? But the, the, your face has hit puberty. Oh yeah, and my chest. But what happened also. to the rest of you? Um, I think it's a fat
3: man thing because <laughs> I think it's an, it's an action man because, thing um, I, think I think it's an it's action uh, man thing they always paint like
0: chest hairs on some of them and, and I think, I think, them it's, a, I think yeah.
3: it's a fat man thing because I was watching <laughs>
2: what, where, where, where have your hairs gone? Uh,
0: exactly
3: because I was watching your favourite uh, Netflix series Daredevil uh, this last oh, week oh yeah I love that and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, there's, a, there's a shower scene with Vincent D'Onofrio and he gets right. in the shower and he's hairy body yep. and smooth legs so I think it's just a fat dude thing. Yeah,
2: but don't you think he shaves them because it's aerodynamic for like running and horse riding? He's enough D'Onofrio. He doesn't run. All I don't horse know who ride. that is. I don't know who it is. Um,
3: um, he's Private Pile in No. That's Ball Ball any, of the jacket. Any, any words he's Um mean He nothing. is the villain in Men in Black.
2: He's playing a big fat Man. dude, right? A big fan so he's, no, play, he's, he's a... playing
0: the best villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. right? And he's I'll got pull... the best legs of any of them. I'll find you. I'll find
2: you a of the wonderful Benson's in Australia. He's got right? smooth, smooth little baby He's legs. got smooth
3: legs and a hairy baby. That's a better name for him. But he has baby a
0: ball dance. Smooth baby legs. Not baby, no. legs. <laughs> baby legs. Don't worry baby legs. I'm regular legs. I'm regular legs. Baby legs. legs. Baby legs, freaking <laughs> Yeah.
2: Is... We're currently uh, just uh, for the audio commentary, we're yes. currently looking at an iPhone pictures looking. Of, of people with smooth legs. <laughs> and it's Vincent D'Onofrio. It's wow, head. he's got a
3: smooth head. Yeah, well that's he shaves his head for
2: thinking he usually looks like, like Oh, that. does he usually have hair?
3: Yeah. Oh look, looks he's like quite her. hairy, isn't he? Yeah, he's a hairy man, but
2: has smooth legs. He looks like um great. the guy who directed C and Orson Wells. He Orson Orson like Orson 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 Welles. does look like Welles. Do you think Wells had smooth legs? Like Probably. Do you think that's why when did the care That's why he was so angry. He was upset. Speaking
0: (laughs) of Marvel Netflix shows, we move on to the first item on our content. I don't know what you're talking about, Christopher. (laughs) Um, Just over a week and a bit ago, uh, Netflix let slip that Iron Fist had been cancelled. The MCU uh, spin-off show for Netflix, uh, Iron Fist which had a critically panned first season and a critically Thank sort of more positively received second season that, I hear, that focused yeah. more on the characters people wanted to see
3: more of. I hear the second season was really good, but I didn't watch it, so that tells you a lot about why it was cancelled. Oh.
2: Did you hate the first series? Oh, yeah. Bag of balls. It was,
0: it was Terrible. terrible. We, we broke our, we yeah. broke our tradition because we started this podcast not long after Daredevil came <clears> out, series <throat> one. So we made oh, yeah. a thing of every time one of the series came out, we binged it. Within the weekend of it coming out, so that the next episode would be about that yeah. series. And for Iron Fist, I just had no motivation to do so. Other stuff got in mm-hmm. the way, and then I read the reviews and I was like, "Oh, I liked and then him." Matt plowed through it yeah. and said to me, "Don't bother." No, it's not. <laughs> I liked him, but
2: it. every episode you were like, "This is There's nothing going on." No, there's no. like what? There's no. It would
0: have been. I, from what I heard, it would have been more interesting had the mystery of the series actually been from the POV of another character, say Colleen Wing, this guy's rocked up and is pretending to be Danny Rand. Mm. Is it definitely him? And had the mystery of series one just been what really happened to Danny See, Rand? I thought they were gonna yeah, go that yeah, way. Yeah, that be, and, and
2: you and then they could have had someone turn
0: up going, I'm Danny
2: Rand. Yeah. And you as a viewer could have been going for a few episodes, they might maybe they could have changed the titles or something and gone Oh, this other dude's the yeah. real, or oh, something like that. It would have been really yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, but that would have been interesting. I'd
0: focus everything. on her because she was the breakout character. Everyone is she liked. the one that ran that... the dojo? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah and she, and was, she was, okay. was, and she was one of the better characters in the Defenders. Although she was criminally underused, she popped up like two episodes of yeah.
3: it. She popped and, up again uh, briefly in the second season of Luke Cage, in the um, episode with Iron Fist. No, different episode. Ah, oh, right. yes. Wait a minute. Because here's the thing: Luke Cage
0: series right. two has an episode where Iron Fist pops up, and they critically, critically. Oh, don't they go shopping?
2: No, no. They,
0: they go shopping. <laughs>
2: no, I made that up for the for Smash the Media podcast. <laughs> they, go, they go shopping for punches. Do they for hang out holding hands and skip? Uh,
3: no skipping, no holding hands. Do they have ice cream in
2: in? Uh, Maybe ice cream. Um, but they definitely car. didn't get they coffee.
3: Definitely go for Chinese. It's a big
2: park in New York. Uh, Central Park. Do they hang out in Central Park? Maybe off screen. Do they? With do coffee? they? Does one touch the other one slightly? Like, he's going for it, and then the other one goes, no, don't do that.
3: I think that's just something you have to do if you're in the presence of Mike Coulter. You
2: have to touch <laughs> him. I'm
3: just like, are you, are you real? Is, is it, I'm sure there's a scene in Luke Cage where someone just touches him, and he's like... "Oh," A bit like that scene in
0: Captain America where Haley Atwell touches oh, him in post. That moment. And she's just like... <laughs> the moment where I simultaneously wish I could be her and also be him. Yes. Um...
3: She's like, oh, you're enormous pecs. Um, yeah. and, but and, yeah, it's not, and it's not
0: done in a filthy way. It's just done in like a... Like, oh, she sort of loses herself for a second. It's like, oh, wow. Oh, there are some people He's where quite large.
2: You look at them <laughs> and you think, I just want to touch you because you are like some other... You don't, other yeah. like like you're you carved don't through, seem you're real. you're
0: sculpted from granite. Well, like, not just granite that. Granite
2: and marble. But like, you're so intriguingly beautiful that I just want to see if you're real.
0: I just want to press my fingers against even your shoulder.
2: Just, yeah. just hold just,
0: them there for a second. Yeah. And I'm um, going to send a little yeah. shiver
3: through my through the base of my deepest part.
0: <laughs> and then my trousers uh, shall tend
2: for uh, the audio commentary. He's now touching his deepest part. <laughs>
3: It's a real stretch. Like, I
2: don't,
0: there's a lot of,
2: uh, a lot of smoothness. It's gonna be,
0: it's gonna be you. sore in the morning, like um, Mr. Fantastick. Sorry, yeah, I've uh, thrown this off. That's right? perfectly fine. Well, well right. we can't Pop's stay on from, topic at the best of times. Iron Fist, <laughs> um, from Luke Cage, and critically, that episode got really good reception. Yeah, uh, this is how he should be written. This is how Danny Rand should be written, and these two should be on screen together more, like in the comics. They're a partnership yeah, in the comic yeah, books. They had, Power had, Man and Iron Fist. Because in Defenders, are, are they they're, they're, they're sort of butt heads. Bit as yeah, like a yeah, yeah, and they have a they have a. It's kind a of really the relationship. Cool scene where they yeah. sort of team up when they're being ambushed. That There's is the kind of oh. that's Power Man and Iron Fist. There they are. This is yeah. really cool. To see. I quite
2: like Defenders. That's the only one I really liked. And Je- Jennifer,
0: Jennifer, what was it called Jennifer Jessica Jones? <laughs> Jennifer John? <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer's Little Jennifer jingle
2: jangles the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck is called. Jennifer's
2: jingle jangles. What was it called? Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. <laughs> That's great. That first series is the best thing. They should just never have done anything else. Did you see the second with Jessica Jones?
3: No. Because
2: uh, I was told I'm it good. wasn't great.
3: I, I really liked it. Did you? Yeah. You really like most things. I did not like...
2: I I name three yeah, things that a, you like.
0: Here's a barometer, folks.
2: Uh, guys that are interested in the rest of any it. Any three things? Yeah, name three things you like. Um, Quickly. We haven't go all uh, day. Doctor Who.
3: Yeah. The X-Files. Yeah. The Thing by John Carpenter.
2: Okay, I mean, two out
3: of three ain't
0: bad. Hey, I might trust your opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What was the one? Uh, not telling you. Oh. Um, yeah, as a barom- as a barometer, though, uh, here's it's to, to show our listeners that people have different opinions. and That's just how it is. Yes. Uh, Guy, what do you think of Batman v Superman? Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Loaded question. Well, here's the thing. Right, you're judging me. What do you think about? No, 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 no. Don't worry,
2: we're all yeah. Be but ju- that was we're, we are all that's regardless going...
0: of the question. We are like <laughs> like, that's... like like the rapture. We are all going to be judged. <laughs> what do you think about the movie Superman in two words? <laughs> Can I do more than two words? Go for it.
2: Great movie when you don't need to think. You just want fun. What action. do you
0: think of Justice League?
2: Ditto. Great movie. Just go with it. Eat your popcorn. Ma- have a nice time.
0: What do you think of Justice League? Two words. Or, or approximation, it's fine. What do you think of Batman v Superman? What a fucking mess! Yeah, but the thing uh, is, uh, would, you, right? would you, 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 would you? <laughs> Matt Watson? Yeah, what do you think of Star Wars: The Last Jedi?
3: Oh, I love that movie. I think it's a. I think you... I am not allowed to answer that. It's
0: best. probably the best in the series. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of loved it. What do you think of The Last Jedi? I would say it was uh, not my favorite one. Not his favorite. No. See, we can still get on whilst having differing opinions. Yes, Great. but he
2: was jerking me off while he, we were doing this. <laughs> to be <laughs> that'll, fair, that'll get you far.
0: <laughs> for those listening at home, uh, Matt was just jerking guy off. Oh. I wasn't
3: jerking guy off. <laughs> no, I wouldn't let Matt with legs like floor. that jerk me. Off. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have to use his calves.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think you would destroy most of my most of my lower anatomy. One would be gone.
1: <laughs> so Iron Fist, Fist gets cancelled
2: the waist <laughs> Yeah, i am just an obliterated So Iron Fist, so Fist gets cancelled
0: <laughs> <laughs> with my calves And people's people saw I um, cancelled Iron Fist God, <laughs> you know
2: what? One day, right, do you ever think do you ever think when you do your podcast one day I might No, we never I might, think <laughs> That was the problem with the question. Do you ever think one day I might do something really successful, like I might run Doctor Who or I might become Doctor Who in your case or whatever? I might do something amazing. And people will dig this stuff out. Oh, oh yeah. And be yeah. like, hey, hey, do you remember when you made that joke about And you'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, and if I was directing
3: a popular franchise <laughs> at Disney, I'd get fired. Yeah, so it fired. Know, None of it, it wouldn't happen, would it? Peter
0: Capaldi has openly spoken about doing LSD and stuff in the 80s and 70s. That's and true. it never came back to bite him during his tenure. That's true. That is true. It's almost in fact, as now as as that he's left, I really want him and Craig Ferguson to go on mic and talk about being together in oh. those years and having a band
2: in a way you can see it in his doctor can't you that kind of he's not he's a burnout punk read, read yeah. Craig Ferguson's
0: book What's um, he, he did I can't remember called, but he did one that was not a biography and he talks like extensively about that period I did acid and with Capaldi, a Craig Ferguson do. story did he just do LSD uh, acid like smoke god knows what there's suggestions of more but they don't remember a lot of it
2: said <laughs> it already wow yeah
0: do you think there's skeletons in them
2: closets? No, the I think, I think they were just... I think they were just very true. I think they I were mean, just Scottish lads who got really,
0: closet. really high when they were in a band and, and yeah. had a lot of sex why wouldn't and drank we? a lot. Yeah.
2: That's the thing about people, right? <laughs> that they're so unforgiving. And they're so boring, aren't they? Most people are boring people, right? <laughs> And I don't mean to sound all Tom Baker about that, but
0: <laughs> if you say it like right to Tom Baker, it'll be fine.
2: Most people are boring. Yeah. Right? And not in a horrible way. Not in like, I don't yeah. like you, you're not pleasant. Just very basic, boring kind of. They're just not interesting. They're just not very interesting people. No. Right? And they, as soon as they encounter someone who's interesting, they either want to stop it, or, or hear more. They They want to hear more. Mm. There's always this kind of jealousy thing, isn't there? Yeah. And when people hear stories like that, they either they either eff- like today with Adam Bolton on Sky News was there was some video of him swearing at his producer, and people were like oh he should apologise, it's outrageous. It's like well no maybe you should apologise to her, but it's none of your fucking business. No 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 like why are you offended? You weren't even there. You don't know these people. It's like people just want to be part yeah. of it. Don't they want to be part yeah. of something interesting? When their lives are so tedious. It's
3: not to say there's not a line. There is behaviour that people absolutely should be called out. For. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that. I don't think we'll be <laughs> just I, with that. I know I know. But you know what I mean? Like if you I if know. I
2: if I called you a fuck headed
3: bollock face It it, it would depend entirely on the context. I don't
2: know. How do you know Matt's full name? (laughs) That's his dog. It's it's on the birth certificate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, who cares? Like, if I fell out with you now and I punched you right in the face right now, I'd be very upset. Right? Please don't. And then two weeks later, I apologized, and we were like good about it. Yeah. If it leaked like a year later, and people went,
0: "Look what he did." People would just remember the punching in the face part. Yeah, they'd. Re- yeah. They'd, yeah and they wouldn't th- look past it they They'd be like, be oh, you should
2: apologise to us for being offended by that. No. Fuck off. No. Fuck off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I. Was it, was it Ricky Gervais once replied <laughs> to something we said, like, for anybody offended by that last joke? Good. He's a really makes a prick though isn't he? He is, but oh. I do I do sort of agree with his leaning on offensive not necessarily yeah. some oh. of the jokes and the attitudes he's shown. in the You don't endorse book. his
2: opinions but you endorse his right to have opinions. Yes, is and I, and, I, and I, I think do,
0: he, I do sort of in, I do sort of agree with his view on offense. I think uh, him um, I think when he, it comes to like people coming to something for a certain thing getting offended by it and saying how dare you do this yeah when ultimately it's like you you you've come to this for this i think he leans a little you, you either if you don't like it just get out of it like no. don't listen to it anymore don't i think he
3: leans it. a little too far into the being offensive for the sake of being offensive he can get a bit edgelordy
2: with yeah. it yeah the poor... edgelordy yeah i think that's a, a specialist pornographer
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's some
3: crossover in in high yeah, spheres. That's the
0: crossover we're all looking
2: for. Batman versus that's
0: the that's the true defenders. <laughs> that is the true defenders. I this was cancelled. I this was cancelled. was
3: really, really Twenty seven minutes. We're finally getting <laughs> through the first news topic. <laughs>
0: um, the people who enjoyed series two are really miffed, especially because apparently it ends in a way that suggests a bigger story on the horizon. But don't they um, all though? Oh I'm, no, but no, but like in a, in a tag at the end of the series, made people go oh, I want to see what they're doing that. Probably even and finally, it was finally getting to see him fucking beat up and tear the heart out of a dragon. Um, we were never going to see the dragon. Which is how he got, like, like how he what? got... What? it becomes the Iron by powers. completing, like, a what very a specific dragon? ritual. Yeah, he beats the shit out of him. Oh, sorry, I got massively confused. Yeah. I thought
2: you were talking about in the Def- Def- No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no, no. Danny Ram. Do you remember in yeah.
0: Defenders, the, the underground excavation thing, is in the skeleton of a dragon. There's that pull-out shot that yes. reveals. And it was like, that was that show going you might finally get to see this one day, guys. Oh, yeah. That was and, quite good, Defenders, in a way. Yeah, like, again, it, w- it was weirdly overly long, even though it was shortened. I felt that it could have been two episodes shorter and been more it was because of that. Yeah, was, we
2: also felt they didn't really go there anything. enough. <laughs> it <laughs> it was yeah. Although, they spent a lot of time sitting down talking. Electra
0: was, was perfectly threatening as, a, as, as an adversary, like, you know, possessed, resurrected Electra, yeah. doing the bidding of the hand. But... Weirdly, Iron Fist and the Defenders made the concept of evil undead ninjas kind of boring. It was kind of good in the way that it wasn't great. Yeah, like it, was really like, like, it was really enjoyable. It was really enjoyable, but say. it totally could
2: have been. Better. And they wasted Siguni Weaver. It was as good as it was. It was in the for me in the Batman versus Superman Justice League <laughs> league, which is I enjoyed that, hmm.
0: but it wasn't great. Yeah, I just enjoyed it. Well, that seems to be the main reaction to Iron Fist Season 2, that was, which was then cancelled. And everyone went, oh, that really sucks because we really like Colleen Wing and, and we kind of liked the angle it was going this year. Yeah. Oh, that sucks that it's short-lived. Less than a week later, the announcement gets out from one of its producers, I think it was. Yeah, I think so. That Luke Cage has also been cancelled.
1: Yeah. Um, mm.
0: <clears throat> now, Luke Cage that... has done very well. But they'd already announced the third <clears throat> season for Luke Cage. Yes. What? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, Mike Coulter, about a day after the news came out, put a statement out saying it's been one hell of a journey. As one door closes, another opens. Like my wife gave birth to our beautiful baby this last week, so that's right now. That's the adventure. I can I'm Imagine of. the size of that baby. <laughs> that's gonna be a big lad, isn't it? <laughs> oh, what, what if his wife's really tiny and it counterbalances and bridges out? But, but yes, yeah, so it's like that. Send the, the flowers. The, that's like, but like that's the you know. So he he, he sort of he it seems like he has sort of come to terms that he already knew and he's like yeah that's how it is but I've got other things going on in my life thanks for the journey thank you for the opportunity yeah. and this probably isn't like this isn't the end of Luke Cage he's totally gonna rock up somewhere at some point like our story won't I don't him. know because I, I think like he was well doesn't series 2 end with another sort of weird sort of thing season leading? 2 ends on a
3: Massive cliff, not a cliffhanger, but set up for what's to come next. I would
0: not be surprised if they now retroactively stick that into a Defenders and wrap that up in there. But, I don't the Defenders.
3: They've not announced another one. No, um, yeah. Okay. The, defenders, because... the Defenders
0: didn't have season orders per se.
2: Now, um, Danny Sim told me on, on uh, Smash the Media, is a very good podcast,
0: that. Give it like the five stars on podcast. iTunes. podcast.
2: The right, the Marvel now get the rights back.
0: Yes, now this. Um, was, yeah. you, you this guys is... filled me in on this this morning. I did not know this. Totally I didn't know. It smash the media, which you can listen to on yeah, iTunes and the SoundCloud. Very good, very that good. Um, so Netflix and Marvel Studios have a deal. Netflix make the Marvel Studios shows that are set in the MCU. Yeah, but now that these two are finished, the contract is done. So. Marvel get back the rights to make stuff about these versions of Iron Fist and Luke Cage.
3: Hmm.
0: Now, if they have plans to release non-PG content on their eventual app, Disney's app that's coming out in the next year or two, they can very easily announce a new show or shows about these characters. Um, Mm. Daryl's not going anywhere because, as Danny pointed out, they've Got plans for like six seasons. Well, um, it's got be least, said, It's got though, at least one. Doesn't mean it's gonna uh, be on one Netflix. pre-production like cycle starting now for a fourth season. And they I think they either
3: <clears throat> they're currently or they've just finished filming season three of Jessica Jones.
2: If I was, if I was Disney and I owned those characters, I would, and I had a streaming service coming out. There is no way I would be letting anyone else have those shows on their channel. Oh, absolutely. I would be taking everything. I
0: get it. I get it for leaving Daredevil and and Jessica Jones on there because the stuff that those shows cover, the type of material, it's better to have that away from the family-friendly app. Because I can imagine Disney doing a PG-13 series of, say, like a what would be the ideal now heroes for hire yeah. bring Colleen Wing Misty Knight Luke Cage and Iron Fist into one show yeah because Iron Fist was based pretty on their books. PG-13
2: anyway wasn't it really yeah like a pair of absolutely yeah.
0: bring those together in a PG-13 <clears throat> environment where it's not for kids but it's okay if kids watch it like it's, you know the older kids can watch it with mom mum and dad yeah do that brilliant but Daredevil and Jessica Jones the world they're in unless you wrap up their Netflix arc yeah keep them separate yeah, um, they inhabit so that they can, and, and especially, especially the Punisher.
3: Oh yeah, the Punisher should never that be in a PG thirteen thing. That's
0: how are they doing another year of that? Yeah, yeah series two's it. out next year. Is it good. Oh, that's brilliant. It was really good. Yeah, It's a fucking harrowing watch, but it was good. I watched it in my downtime uh, during the early run of the Panto last Christmas, and it was not the best way to spend my. I need to chill out for three hours time because I was just like. I am depressed, (laughs) (laughs) but it's amazing television.
2: I did that with um, I caught up on American Horror Story, and I hadn't seen Freak Show, so I thought, okay, I'll go on that. Right, kind of enjoyed it. Thought it was it was fine.
1: Yeah,
2: Um, but (laughs) man, it's full of blood and
0: gore, isn't it? It's relentless. Apart from the weird Halloween episode, where it's something about a man with two faces. Kind of like that in a way. But I am not I was, not a big I was so gored out
2: and I started Hotel and I thought I can't deal with this I... I'm complete I can't deal with Watch blood Watch the Twilight oh. Zone instead I, yeah, haven't, I haven't gone past the, the first
3: season of American Horror Story not because because uh, I'm because you're a little wimp, stuff anyway. because you're a little wimp with, mm. with the hollow legs and the <laughs> okay. shady
2: <laughs> he's got um,
0: hollow legs now <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, holographic legs. It's
0: oh, I analogy. see. Um, oh,
2: like... the, he's got a woman's leg. <laughs> um, a woman's leg. Not because
3: not not because <laughs> I didn't. I was. It, it, I find it particularly scary or disturbing just because I just didn't. I just didn't care.
2: Did you think it was shit? I didn't think it
3: was shit. Like it was just. But that first season took so long to get anywhere interesting. I felt like it was circling. My
0: my problem is the undecided tone in every season. Like it's anthology and yet oh so it's about this then halfway through but now this element of horror is in there too. Like Yeah, freak, like, freak it shows, shows, about, freak shows about freaks and that weird sort of world of people being exploited. Yeah. And the serial killer dressed like a clown. Essentially, yes, yes. But then ghosts come into it, and it's just sort of it. It's re- why does a horror show need a Halloween episode? Like it's just really odd. Series mm. two is where I decided it wasn't for me because um, Lu- Lucy watched that's series amazing, one. Series yeah, Lucy Watch series um, one. I should probably watch it. I saw bits of it. And I was like, oh, it's about ghosts and, and the a house turning people into sort of unstable people and stuff like. Okay, fair <clears> enough. <throat> There's that one random episode where Eric, what's Eric Stone Street from Modern Family? Oh, that's, so, so that's like, actually a pretty paper, good but it's weird because that ends oh, yeah. like a punchline almost yeah it's, it's, it's really strange like tonally actually. it's all over the place like it's like oh god this this, this thing he feared since he'd been a child the spirit in the mirror does kill him but it's just it, a guy who it, it wants his to house, scare like, oh, scary and funny yeah. at the same time and it doesn't always pull series it 2 from the first season I watched I watched, watched some series 2 I was like this is really cool like Haunted Asylum it's creepy this is great hmm. And then Nazis and then aliens. Yeah, there's and a whole thing the devil about, um, and yeah. uh, uh thingy. Or experimentation uh, the and the um, uh, The devil. No, the Christy? really famous
2: Jewish girl, the diary. Oh, Anne Frank. Anne Frank. Aunt Frank it's yeah. Anne Frank. Oh, and the na-
0: your Nazi stuff starts to creep into yeah. James Cromwell's characters. Are yeah, Nazi, yeah, and, and it's great. And yeah, but then there's alien hinting, and That's then true. Satan and possession and it's like. Pick one! Pick one! <laughs> but why can't it do them all? Because what it should have done is it should be two seasons a year, five episodes each, completely different stories. I think the problem with it is. That is, would be fine. I'd love that. That's why I really wanted Channel Zero. Channel Zero is like yeah. six episodes, and there's two series come out a year, and each one is an adaptation of a different creepypasta over six episodes. Do you know what? I
2: think, the, the thing with it, and I suppose it's the same with a lot of these Netflix Dom shows. works worked on a lot of that. Is mm. a lot of shows don't find themselves till the second year. Yeah. When they reflect but when back you're an on the anthology, That's the problem, yeah. because they can't build on anything, <clears throat> because every year is so different it takes them a couple of episodes to find their voice.
0: And I know you hate Funkos, but there's, uh, see the tiny Funko pop over there with the sunglasses peering over the soundbar. Oh yeah. It's Jessica Lange from Coven. It also looks like River Song. It does, because they all look the same. I say that, I say <laughs> all that as a the man Funkos owns look about the same. 40 of them. I, I, I say
2: that. I thought you meant women. Then. Oh I yeah, no, I, I own all the women.
0: That's why we still have cake. I've been having wedding after yeah. wedding after wedding. Is that after the wedding. noise I could hear upstairs? Yeah. No, that's... I'm not going <laughs> to say it. Uh, I'll leave it to everyone's imagination. Uh, <laughs> no, anyway, it's unfortunate these shows have been cancelled. It was a really short-sighted yeah. move on Netflix's part to cancel them I don't, both I... within... Or, or the, for the information to get out within a week. Because even though it will not have been a motivating factor behind the decision, it is unfortunate that the cancellation is the two shows with especially one of them, a very large POC cast. Yes. It's their most it's their most uh, like representative shows out of the two. Like Luke Cage is obviously very influenced by certain um, TV and film movements and and tries to sort of get rid of like the black exploitation <clears throat> era, but uses tropes of it to tell a new story that's not as sort of on the nose. It's a series that and is it's just very much about in Harlem culture, culture yeah, yeah, and black yeah. culture especially iron fist has got a lot of asian culture and stuff in there and, and it's like it's unfortunate that that information didn't come from Net- i think only netflix announced the iron fist one the luke cage one came out separate. it leaked yeah and then they announced it so it, it, it's come out basically as everyone's everyone who's missing the shows is just annoyed they're gone but some outsiders we talked about this before we recorded how there are a lot of well even just a minute ago we talked about how boring people get offended by stuff yeah a lot of people have gone Oh, is that how it is, Netflix? You're, you're cancelling the ones that aren't, like, the white people-centred shows. Oh, that's difficult. And it's like, then. that's not it what they're difficult. doing, but it is short-sighted of them to a net, like, for them to be cancelled and to be announced so closely, because, of course, that was going to get some backlash. Yeah. Especially because especially last year, uh, The Get Down, part one of The Get Down yeah. came out, had an amazing reception, and then for whatever reason, they announced that part two of this big TV movie that they were doing in two parts wasn't coming out. And again, it was a primarily black culture... Sensei had the same problem,
2: didn't it? There yeah, was a very, very, really big LGBT cars. Yeah. big uh, diversity. Well, the Wachowskis are both transgender, <clears throat> but the yeah, problem of is, they are,
0: yeah,
2: you know, there's. It's difficult. It's a difficult subject, but
0: it, it just, it just seems, it just seems very, it seems very regressive, it's very unfortunate when you look at how, um, like, racial, like, uh, cultural stuff, and LGBTQ plus culture and everything. It, it, it's very upsetting. When we are in that big upswing of content that focuses on these things more now, yeah. Because again, how do you normalize something? You do it a lot, and then you mellow back slightly because by that point you've said, "Hey, world, fucking this is the world." Like, get used to it. Have you got used to it? Good. It's now part of the culture. But the, the problem is so that many course. things to go back. It's sort of unfortunate. The problem yeah. is, of
2: course, it, it also then exposes how very little of that content there actually is. Yeah when you're when, it when goes, people are so yeah. upset that a series that wasn't great yeah. I never thought sensei was particularly good and i don't think it should exist just to tick boxes no like, did exactly, it, oh, no, exactly. exactly. But, but yeah i can did it see why for the film i've no idea i think i think they're it, I think they are making a film yeah. yeah yeah um but i can see why people are upset because actually you look at those stories that they were telling and they don't exist in other in so many other spaces yeah. and that says more about our culture that it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anything else, really. Yeah. I think. Well, got a
3: little deep there. Um, I yeah. mean, that never happens on the big damn cast. It happens all the time. You enjoy yeah, it. Though. Like you
2: liked good. it, though, didn't oh, you? Oh, I love it going deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You liked it. Yeah, all, yeah. Just all the way, do Um... Oh. <laughs> Uh, There's a little bit of sexual chemistry (laughs)
0: right now. If we keep mixing it, it's going to blow up in our faces. Um, Well, while I go and close the blinds, turn some candles on, and uh, it's gone very dark. No, no, no,
3: no, no. That's that's called sunset. Don't touch (laughs) me. I would
0: would like this. This her suit from the chest up, gentleman. To just assume me—that's what a suit means. Yeah, yeah. He's half the, man, half, half Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, that guy in the shower. <laughs> I, would like, I would like this Vincent D'Onofrio to set us up for our next topic um, of all things spooktacular. <laughs> yeah. Do you, does this often happen that you leave? Yeah. You just walk out yeah.
2: halfway through. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. just, just tired of my shit. He's just like, I'm done with this. I'm
0: sick. I'm well, sick of his BS. As we
3: all know, do we? Uh, if you're listening to this on release, <laughs> why are all the yeah. lights
2: going out? <laughs> because this is where this is where the fun
3: <laughs> happens.
2: Why um, are all these hands?
3: <laughs> as you, as you all know, um, if you're listening to this around release time, we are fast approaching the Halloween season of life. Halloween? <laughs>
2: um, Your biannual Halloween
3: session? So we're going to take a few minutes and talk about...
2: Ah, yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real skull. Chris okay. Johnson just put a skull on my arm. Actual real skull. That's not a real skull. No, it's it, a,
0: it a fucking real bastard. skull. <laughs> this hey, is that's a real, a real skull. Look at that thing. That's a real cat. I've color. just started handing out skeletons. <laughs> So, I wish what, that was a joke, but it really what isn't. What can I do
2: to motivate? Why have you got a, a <laughs> parrot? Because I bought them from Walmart, and
0: be damned, I shall use them. <laughs> Why have you got a, you got a parrot? You have got a cat. These were at the wedding reception. These, were on, these were on the head. these were on the cake tables because it was it was a spooky theme.
3: That's what Pepper does every time I struggle. That's what I was talking about, which he sticks a butt up in the air for a scratch.
0: No, that was Asda
2: You didn't talk about that on the podcast, so there is no context for that discussion about how <laughs> I know. scratch a cat's ass. Oh god, I know. I'm just saying earlier. Maybe you could um, do that as a little side uh, job, say, side hustle, yes. go around people's houses. Excuse, excuse I, me. Um, would you like your cat's anus tickled? Oh,
3: I can stimulate the anal scent gland.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> is that opening really? next year? Yeah. <laughs> It will be. It might have been very <laughs> <doing> controversial. <it. laughs> very controversial. For those, new who, theme park for those who skipped here in the time codes, <laughs> this hell. is how it is this week. <laughs> um,
3: so, with Halloween fast approaching, we thought we'd share some some picks for how to spend your festive evening, or in fact, day and evening. Christopher, Matt Steinholz, you've got a day to kill, and you want to fill it with spooky things and scary stuff
0: what would you like to do well as, as all Hallows <laughs> is fast approaching yeah. and some of our listeners may not really be able to celebrate on the day but we'll try and get some stuff in on the weekend if I were to recommend something to watch my first recommendation your horny toads <laughs> would be <Fucking laughs> right there.
1: Look, I'm going to kick so... off
0: with Poltergeist Poltergeist, the movie. Mm, the, original. the original. The original Poltergeist. No, that 2013 bollocks. Um, not the feeble remake. Was, yeah. there, was that Ryan Reynolds was in that? No, no that, as... that was the
2: Amityville horror remake. Uh, he is yeah, ripped yeah. as fuckery in that, isn't he? Yeah. He, yes, he is. He's out there chopping wood. That's the only wood. thing anyone, any of us took away from that yeah. remake, really. That's He's out there chopping wood, bit. I think. And everyone's like, Jesus fucking Christ. There's a man right there. Oh, look at that bit of
0: beef that's just <laughs> wandered in. Look at that salty beef game. <laughs> I wonder if he grows hair. No, it was... Uh, it was. There was no hair on that. It was... Um, Sam, <laughs> Sam, Sam... 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 Oh, God, what's his name? So I am. No, Samuel in Paul, the Polkash remake. Um, um, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell in yeah. the Poor Guy's remake. Picking oh. up the easiest paycheck ever. Um, no, I'm talking the OG. I'm talking the original Tobe Hooper scare quotes film. Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper scare quotes film uh, starring Craig T. Nelson.
3: Um, Which may or may not have actually been mostly directed by producer Steven Spielberg. Yeah, the behind the scenes of that movie is not as as of fascinating, death, but...
0: Yeah, is as fascinating, if not more fascinating... Than watching it based on how you like film, how you like your films from the technical side, or just sitting down and watching them. But Poltergeist is amazing because it's very Halloweeny in that campfire sort of way. It's very much a family film, but it's yeah. not like a weird thing. What rating yeah, is it? Fifteen you... in the UK, right?
3: That's why. That's why. Yeah. That's why. There's even if he didn't end up directing Big Chunks of It on on set as which is the general the, story
0: bel- the belief the is cast. that the belief is that Toby Hooper wasn't very on it. It was his second film after Texas Chainsaw Massacre which was a very different beast to direct. Oh, that's a horrible movie. And you look at the stuff he's done since and you think
3: maybe this guy didn't do Poltergeist like as involved as as he was supposed to be. Yeah. But the general story from like members of cast and crew is that a lot of it was directed by Spielberg. He was filming Um, E.T.
0: in the studio next door. Which would give it that family feel. So he was coming across because it is about a family. Checking back footage or whatever watching the thing going uh, and then, sort of going right, could you guys try this? Could you do a bit of that? And this the Toby, ask him to do a bit more of that. Okay, I'll be back in an hour. And then he popped back next door wow. and direct a bit more of ET and then come back and tweak things. And in the, dali- been- in the dailies, he would make requests and then he was sat in for a lot of the editing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I think it's because he he put the gamble in, hadn't he? He It was Ambrose. Oh, yeah so, yeah. so he'd basically gone, you, Texas Chainsaw Guy. Great, you've got a really good eye for this sort of stuff. Mm. Come over as a horror project. It's not like as because Texas isn't that gory. It's very implied gore. A lot of Texas. I believe so. Not I'm not got a, it's got a very a nasty, nasty it's, yeah. It's, it's nasty. It's a nasty. I film. didn't enjoy. it. I felt like I think. I think it's one that I'll. I think it's one where on your second viewing you get more out of it as a film mm. because you're prepared for what you've sure. already seen. Um, but, I felt a little bit traumatised off. Yeah. Like I'd witnessed oh, yeah. something really unpleasant. So you don't want to borrow the, yeah. the, 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 the Steelbook three disc edition upstairs then? No, it, it's I 'cause I've never actually seen it. Fair it's <laughs> one of those movies where you like
2: that's too it's not horror, it's just a, hor- a horrible thing going yes. on. And yeah. Yeah. I it's not it, like it,
0: that sort film. of it, it sort of birthed a genre that lives on today in like the films of Eli Roth and stuff. But polygeist is feels like a Spielberg movie, or, or that especially that eighties oh yeah eighties yeah. era sort of action adventure fantasy thing well, that just read? happens to be about I've got my own oh god they're eating haribo they're eating haribo We're eating everything That yeah. just so happens to be about a really scary thing. Um, yeah. Basic yeah. premise for those who don't know: a uh, uh, family who've recently moved into a home. Yeah, it's like a new development. Yeah, so the guy
3: who the father. Is one of the real estate agents who's responsible for selling the houses on the development.
0: Yeah. So So they're living in a show home, basically. Yeah. And uh, weird shit starts to happen, specifically being picked up and noticed by their daughter, Carol Ann, who eventually, one night, seemingly disappears into the TV. And hilarity ensues. (laughs) (laughs) People come to... People come to investigate it. You've got like, a psychic medium. You've got those sort of try and document the wonderful Zelda Rubinstein. Oh, she... It knows what you're afraid of. She's a little old lady. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, she's... Her
2: performance she's is amazing
0: incredible. because she doesn't really need to do anything. No. She just naturally exudes that sort of warm, but creepy, eccentric yeah. presence. She's like someone, if you met them, you'd go... you feel safe with her, but also be like, all right, okay, dear. Danny right. and
2: I were talking about someone the <laughs> other day, and we were like, oh. that person is definitely from another planet.
0: Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, she's
2: yeah. like, "You, if you met that person in your life, you'd go, I am convinced there is another, there's like an afterlife or something, because yeah. you are definitely in, in touch, touch with, with other <laughs> shit. You are straight you've up been, from there. You've, yeah. been,
0: you've been there and you've popped back to Earth just to freak us all out a little yeah. bit. It's uh it's it's she she definitely exudes that as it were, and, and the film is the film is sort of solidified by some of its iconic visuals and lines and deliveries and stuff, especially when you realise why that house is haunted. There's this brilliant bit of Craigie Nelson's raving against his boss, basically. Oh, Craigie Nelson's and great in he's this He's so good in it, but it's it's the scares there's just poltergeist opens it up so much it, there is a malevolent entity of some kind but not in the modern like ghost film kind of sense of things just being thrown around and people being momentarily possessed the visuals create some really haunting ideas hmm. that stick with you long after you've seen it um one, oh, of, yeah. one of them involves the tree in the back garden preying on like the the sun's fears of lightning and and the shapes against the window at night. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a
2: Chewbacca toy, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah.
0: One of them will make you want to stay away from like your cupboard forever. No more bathroom Um, mirrors, please. No more bathroom mirrors. Uh, It's all fun and games when someone's dragging a chair across the kitchen without anyone visibly holding it. But then a clown doll becomes significantly scarier than it already is because it's a clown doll. Um, I recommend Poltergeist to those who haven't seen it because it is freaking fantastic. But I, it's oh, also it fresh in my mind because Halloween Horror Nights the the Week in Orlando, yes. the last house we went into was the Poltergeist house and it was amazing. You enter through the swimming pool.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, like which I didn't realise at first because you were just greeted with this mound. The way the Halloween Horror Nights houses work. And I'll tell you more about this when we go to you later because it's so yeah. cool. But the way they work is you don't see them. The queue goes on forever and based on how popular the house is you queue in from between 20 minutes to an hour and a half mm. for this five minute experience. When you come out of it no matter how knackered you were you come out of it going that was worth it, that was worth it, that was worth it because that adrenaline for five minutes is terrifying. It's great. But they're in the studio buildings like the back plot buildings at the, at the theme park these mm. massive just you know, blank curved roof like long things two sound stages in them. So you don't see anything. And then when you finally get there, you go into the fire door and you go through some black curtains and there's the house. Like there's the experience inside the studio. So the you go got these black curtains and suddenly there's just a <coughs> big mound of earth, like about sort of 10 feet off the ground. And a pathway in the very centre, which was like, oh, well, obviously we've got to go in there. And there was boxes, or what we thought were boxes at first, sticking out of the earth. And you could see the top of the house just peeking over the mound, like forced perspective. So it looks like it's a bit further away. And as we arrive, those famous lines yelled by Craig and Nelson are playing out amongst the sound of the wind and the rain. And you realise, oh, we're in the pool. Okay. And it takes you through what was underneath the house and the reason why everything's going wrong. And then it just takes you through different scenarios. So part of it, you went through the house. You went through a corridor. You went into the into the, the, the young lad's bedroom. Yep. Did you go through the telly? Uh, yes, there was a bit that simulated <laughs> it. There was a bit that simulated it. You could see her above the door against it, like right. the, the poster style. And the static thing. in the corridor was pitch black, so it was just flickering like it was uh, static and you enter through a door into that and then it got real freaky. How do they do that in the remake so good. because
3: there's no static on TVs anymore?
0: Uh no static comes into it and but they make more of the camera work to show the flat screen to make it eat because that really just play up on the how the hell did that just happen because I think it shows a sort of go in me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the character, you know so that's the one thing in the modern one was like, oh that's interesting. Like her going to a flat screen is slightly more frightening than an old TV because you're like, mm. wait, how the hell no, that doesn't make sense. Where's she gone? Yeah. Whereas the old TV, you know, there's the bulkier model, so you can kind of, but whatever. You could hide a five-year-old in <clears> it. Yeah. Alley. The remake's not great. Some people probably are. The original is well, in, the original is incredible. And if you're curious, go look up the the Halloween Horror Nights Poltergeist House on YouTube because people have done walkthroughs. What about the sequels, Chris? Matt, what's your recommendation? <laughs> that's not tell pol- you about that's number not, two. Poltergeist two. Poltergeist two is pretty good. Great. Poltergeist two
2: is quite good, and there's an old man in here who's got. A- yeah, incredible yes. face. Well, yeah. he, he was dying at the time.
3: Oh, I was going to say, I don't know what he looks like. Yeah, no, he way. he was he was suffering from terminal stomach cancer. Ooh. So that was his last film role.
0: Yeah, because he,
2: he looks yeah, two seconds he, away from dying. Because he was wow. basically,
0: um, but, yeah, but he, signed, he signed up for it knowing like full well. Yeah, like, I'm probably not going to make it through one. this, but like um, I can help you tell the story. Well, yeah, and he's do what terrifically I was creepy What an amazing man. Yeah. What
3: a great thing to do! A bit like um Raul Raul Julia who did um yes. Street Fighter was his last film. I uh, know these Ed words Bison. mean anything. Uh, Julia, he was the uh, he was Gomez Adams, Gomez Adams, Adams, Adams in the 90s. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The last movie he did was Street Fighter, and he was played played the villain in that because he knew he was dying. He knew he had terminal cancer, and he wanted the last film he did to be something his grandkids could enjoy him in. Oh, that's um, nice. So he let them choose it and they chose Street Fighter because it was massive in the arcades at the yeah. time. Yeah, so you like, you're,
0: you're, you're used to looking like that, Gomez Adams. Yeah. He's phenomenal in those movies, and like, there he is. And then he did Street Fighter yeah. as his last film, as M. Bison. And he, Ooh. oh my god. Yeah, he, oh, he's so you, you good. He's kind of chewing it. the scenery. Mm. He sets it on fire, <laughs> waits till it's a char grilled, like, sort of, like, husk of its former self and then fills it with how many is it he's got bits it's of sex hanging out of his jaws. I like, I like this yeah, yeah, I like it yeah. it's brilliant it's, it's the, the films of street fire it's, it's not a great film it's he's, a terrible film he's wonderful in it um what amazing thing though to think i am and he did it i'm, I'm done i'm
2: over this is going to this is not. Yeah. i'm not coming out of this yeah i'm going to do that you want, if you want to leave
3: a legacy behind, then... Of course! Do you do it, do you do it for yourself, or do you do it for the people that are going to be left behind? Do, you do it for the people that are left behind. What, what is it he's, yelling,
0: was it he's yelling as he's oh. ascending into the Oh, uh, the I can't remember. Fight, lightning.
3: Something about psycho power. Um, got being, being um, up there with
0: the gods and things like that. It's just so good. We <laughs> recently watched the original Halloween, or re-watched for us. Yes. In fact, over there, because I bought the, the new release of the DVD. Yes.
3: You should probably go and watch the original Halloween.
0: Everyone should um,
2: see that movie.
3: Yeah, it's very, very good. I I was listening to another podcast. Um, was it Smash the Movie? Podcast, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't, Guy. Um, it was, uh, I was listening to funny Planet. Um, Grab that Jeremy, guys. Friend, with friends of the show, uh, Mrs. Sunday Movies and Nick Mason. Not friends of the show. We've no. never met them. I don't know who they are. Ooh, uh, who, they, but do, they seem who, lovely. Who is it? Uh, they're not. One there's, of there's them a, used to be a goat Australia, dressed a pair as Han Solo. of Australian Sunday? dudes who One have of them a podcast
2: used, similar to us. Are One of you them used
0: to be a goat dressed as Han Solo. Are you
2: like the non-Australian version of them? Yes. Kind of, yeah. But we're not earning money. And we're, not, we're nowhere near successful. Oh, um, are they really um, successful and
3: big? Successful... Uh, Enough to have
0: opened up a broadcasting website. More called, successful uh, than we are. Called... Uh, Planet... Planet Broadcasting. Planet Broadcasting. Yeah. Where they, there are several um, podcasts that are hosted through it and they get bad bare money son from sponsorships uh, enough to make a living enough enough to make a living yeah for, for, um, anyway uh, but they were they were harping
3: harping on the, the original Halloween was kind of tame by comparison to modern movies and in terms of like gore and violence yeah it is but f- <laughs> like the the finale that, that the the, mm. the climactic sequence mm. of yeah the com- of the of Michael Myers chasing down Jamie Lee Curtis's lorry is just nerve shreddingly tense. Yeah, it's and that and they were also like, oh, the 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 tension's always ruined by the fact that that score kicks in <laughs> as soon as whenever Michael Myers is around. It's like, no,
2: that's. Did you see that? Video that's a musical someone, motif. Someone posted where they'd matched original Hollywood uh, some some theatre in America where some people had seen it. Yeah, and they'd taken the audio track of people in the cinema watching it, and they'd put it on the clip of the movie. <laughs> and you can hear, like, people screaming and shouting. But people are loving it. Oh, yeah. They're absolutely loving it. It's like, that's the great thing about a lot of these horror movies, isn't it? That you can oh, both yeah. be terrified by them, but then there's that flip side thrill of it. Like, I guess with your Disney exp- uh, the experience that you were describing, mm-hmm. you love it as well as being scared by it. It's a weird, yeah. like, that's right.
3: And, like, there's something, it's, it's, v- it's just a visceral reaction to see in terror play out on screen. Yeah. And horror and... And vi- I'm not a huge not violence
2: girl. yeah I'm a not thing. a huge
3: gore hound like I'm not I'm not like this movie hasn't been I don't mind gore but I don't go into mm. a film looking for it but
0: like I sort of enjoy gore movies just on the technical thing yeah You're like how do it's it's they like wow, that, that looks, looks, that looks really gross but kind of don't thing, you think
2: it? nowadays that's taken away because you don't have that thing of how did you do that because now you know that there are experts who know how to do these things oh it's not, no
0: but more yeah, more, it's, more just admiring it like you see a really cool animatronic you go that's amazing. Yeah. Like, regardless of whether you are sold on it being a real thing or you know it's a creature like, effect or whatever. Well, that, I it's incredible, you oh, go, that looks so when cool. When I watched um, Krampus. Yeah, I, the,
3: the, I bought it. Yeah. It's over there. I bought it the, for five quid. Adam, Adam Scott, Tony totally yeah. Collette a um, Christmas horror movie. It's got, it's full of really, really great practical creature effects and really inventive designs. So it's not, it's not scary in so much as like, I, I'm terrified by it. But I'm enjoying it because the characters are scared and Because I'm looking at this thing, going, "That looks fucking awesome." Like my favorite, <laughs> my favorite movie of all time, hands down, is the thing. The John Carpenter's the thing.
0: Yeah. It the creature effects and that are astounding aged so well yeah, that, because that was like it's, it's tangible. Because yeah. it's tangible. Yeah, like it's there, um, and the actors and like, are reacting to like, it. Like, like I say,
3: I'm not a big mm. gore hound or and well, that's because... more creative gore. Yeah, because so like, it's, it's not, it's not like a because it's London not a about...
0: film. It's a that man's head just fell away like yeah. PVA glue melting, and sprouted spider legs. Because because the the thing. And what this is, am I
3: watching? And this is going back to the reason why the original Halloween has aged so well, is because it's not about the graphic, uh, mm. the graphicness of of the violence. It's about the. Effect it has on the characters.
0: Suddenly, a seven-foot-tall man in a boiler suit and a hollowed-out yeah. eye mask is in my house, yeah. and I don't. You know don't what need to do. buckets
2: of blood because yeah. the people in that moment
0: are fucking petrified.
2: Well, there's like, like that scene in Spearhead from Space, the Doctor Who, where uh, the what yeah, is it? We're it those wine
0: and, and Spearhead from Space on a podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's almost like,
2: like it's a great episode of TV you yeah, know that I think it's in episode 3 where the old lady goes in the house and oh kind of yes yeah, yeah and yeah. it's terrifying yeah. because he doesn't speak he doesn't say anything it's very Michael Myers vibe mm. to it. Yeah, yeah. to ride down to the blue boiler the, suit, the boiler suit yeah. and he walks through and he's just coming for her and coming for her and coming for her and she tries to shoot him and he is cu- he's not having any of it it's that, why
0: zombies used to be terrifying. Frightening because yeah. like that was the whole thing of like oh yeah, yeah. throw whatever you like at it it may be walking slowly, but eventually you will get tired, so same or with the you will hit a dead end, yeah. ter- and yeah. it will get the ter- you. The Terminator yeah. is essentially
3: a sci-fi twist on Halloween. Yeah, they're all about things you cannot stop. Did you did, did, did either of you guys see It Follows from a couple years? I back?
0: loved it fo- with the John Carpenter. Uh, uh, like, yes, yes, yes. yes. That, again, yeah. yes. taps
3: into exactly the same thing. It's a good movie. It's that's very good movie. It's a good movie. That's a Halloween recommendation. Like, how him. the
0: fuck are you gonna stop this? You
2: it's I mean, brilliant, it's,
0: yeah. It, it touches on so many creep. It touches on teenage anxiety. It touches on, like, uh, sort of, like, not rape culture um, per se, but definitely the idea of being violated. The
3: the death by sex trope that That's pops the, up in horror it, movies so much. It's
0: an STD turned into a horror movie villain. Yeah. It's it's such an amazing yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, and, right. and it's done with that 80s lens and soundtrack like a John Carpenter inspired it, synth yeah. sounds. Sounds like a fucking mm. John Carpenter movie. And just oh, I those need to shots, watch that again. I've forgotten how good that was. Where, where you get paranoid, you start you start analysing every frame where there are people in the background in that mm-hmm. movie. By mm-hmm. the hour mark, you are watching everyone on <laughs> screen because you're just like, is it there? Yeah, is it in the back yeah, of shot yeah. somewhere? And they tease you with it on purpose. There are sometimes where they have wide shots and people are out of focus in the back of the shot, and by the end of that scene. None of it's been the thing. This creature, mm. none of it. But you've spent the whole scene on the edge of your seat, going, where is, "Where is it? Where is it? Where is it?" It's going to be there, or it's going to be there. It's that person over there, right? It's got to be. They've come a bit closer. Works on paranoia so well.
2: That's when you're in the hands of real clever filmmakers. Oh yeah, yeah. When they understand not only putting this is again where I didn't really like things like Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I felt <laughs> it was just exploitative, yeah, and just yeah, visually. Yeah. But, but
0: I think what makes that what makes it sort of this a unique one is it was like the first to really yeah oh uh, yes, yeah absolutely
2: yeah. but these kind of movies that are very intelligent mm. and they play with you and they force you to kind of be a character in it and yeah. you're working out what the hell is going on and that's that's smart that's super smart filmmaking
3: i right saw thing. something else recently that does a similar thing i think you no lucy saw this recently i don't know if you saw it
0: hereditary no uh, no i i missed that um yeah. the
2: autopsy of jane doe I think we might see, which that, is on yeah. Netflix at the moment. Oh yeah, I saw and, that. And the other day, I didn't watch the film, but I yeah, saw it on the
3: when I was. Searching. It's uh, Brian Cox and Emil Hirsch. basically it's a father-son coroner team. Like it's a family-run um, funeral home, and they're also the coroners for the local police department. Sure. And they, the police there. There's a, there's a murder scene. It's like two, it's like a married, old married couple of, of, looks like they've killed each other. And then they, in the basement, they find a pristine looking corpse, half buried in cement. So they send this corpse to the, to the father, son team and a huge chunk of the movie is just these two guys conducting this autopsy and and like finding more and more strange stuff and working out and trying to work out what the hell is going on. Mm. How is
2: this put? It's, there's so it so basically starts with something like a mystery that you then yeah. think, I have to watch the end of this film because I need to know the Because, well, well they, they, as they
3: continue to the they find more and more anomalies. Uh, to the, well, the Brian Cart character, he, he likens it to finding a bullet in someone's head without a bullet wound. Yeah. Like that's that sort of the condition of the cops. Mm. And, yeah. and then it develops from there. And it's, it's obvious, it's an autopsy. Like there is autopsy scenes in it. So there's that, that level of go, but it's not... No, it's, it's not gratuitous
0: gore; it's, it's, yeah. it's necessary bodily parts. And what little, parts what little sort of
3: violence and blood there is is absolutely necessary, but it, but it is very much that sense of an intelligent movie trying to eke out of you what you think is going on and putting mm. you through the sort of same things that the characters are putting you through. Bite it; it holds back enough information, but gives you enough for you to form your own. Ideas, but without confirming anything, until all, all within that movies There's always usually a certain point of no return, so it does have that. Yeah. Of like, Okay. Yeah. This is what's really going on, but it it spends so long playing with you that it it the joy comes from sort of just experiencing that uncertainty.
2: See, that's what um, I like. Quite liked about in a different way. I quite liked about the Saw films, which was yeah. The, Again,
0: like I, I they started off really well. Actually, there's
2: a level, particularly like the third or fourth type kind of ones. Where, and again, we were talking about this in Smash the Media, that you... Well, the podcast is
0: available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah, good yeah. one too.
2: Um, it They start to kind of make you question your own morality. And there's one, I think yeah. it's number six, number five or number six, where it's like the banking crisis and here's a banker that was responsible and she oh, made, was Oh, it's health insurance. Yeah, something, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. 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 And you as a viewer are kind of challenged by that yeah. to go, do you know what? Are you cheering this on because yeah. she should die because yeah. she was what a bitch, or or what? What is your reaction? Do you know what I mean? And I think that's that. That I remember watching that. I think that's smart. That's like topical. Yeah. That's smart. It's interesting. It's different.
3: I think Saw had a lot of that, but so much of it got lost under the. But the God God visual the, yeah, idea. Like, yeah, and they just yeah. the film. Visual... Theme, what
0: film one deals in morality. Yeah. Film two. Has it but ups the stakes and the scare stuff and the gore stuff I, a I little think bit. Film three goes back into it really well. I think that stuff's and always then it becomes there. becomes more gore with bits of morality yeah. tales in there. But I, th- I yeah. think that, that those elements are always there. For and like then, the the whole s- and franchise, then seventh but, one sort of irons it out nicely.
2: Yeah. And, and then not, Jigsaw came out. Oh, I haven't seen that, so don't say anything. It's don't say anything. Nothing. 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 I've heard oh, big things about right? it. Don't say anything. Because I said, I'm going
0: to watch. That's my Halloween.
2: Movie that I'm gonna watch
0: as a fan of the series because I mean. you're definitely a fan of the series. Yeah, I love them. I think I think you'll enjoy it because I went to see it on my Bob Todd last year when it came out. And I came out going, yeah, all right. The thing is, I, I'm
2: not such a fan of the series that I could tell you what all the characters are called. Which I don't, started I don't think, to confuse people who
0: made the movies, <laughs> <considered> the <characters. laughs> which started yeah. to really
2: confuse me by like number six, where at the end they'd be like. Well, Tracy Scoggins from, M- from, from film three, she teamed up with Brian, what's it from? T- well, yeah,
3: because it's also that whole thing of like, when do, we, when do we, does each film take place in relation to oh, each other? Oh, it's very muddled. It's
0: all over the place. I'm sure it, it's, it. It's, it's very clever. It's, pepper, it's a twist of the film. Those films are, be- one, two and three could be watched separately quite easily. And probably should be. Like Four, five, six and seven kind of need to be watched In a marathon, yeah, it's like it's like episodic, yeah. Just
3: gruelling though, yeah. What the good stuff is in there is just lost behind so much needless gore. Minor
0: spoiler alert: when someone else takes up the mantle midway through the series. He starts to get rid of, or she—it's a he—starts to get <laughs> starts to get rid of people, very good, very good, in jigsaw traps to cover his tracks. Yeah, in ways where they clearly were not meant to survive, which removes the morality thing completely. Yeah.
2: But that's when it starts to become yeah, and eventually, a it, story. eventually it
0: bites him yeah. in the arse because someone figures that out, yes. and they're like, "There was no way out. Like this isn't his modus operandi." Yeah. Um. But that's clear. I think that's really yeah. interesting, fun, yeah. different. But the, the, the gore does. I think by sort of five, the gore does become a bit. Oh, that's. I mean, come on. I mean, I don't way. have a problem with
3: gore. I watched Eli Roth's The Green Inferno. Yeah, you're a mad like it.
0: It's it's not like it's just not very good. This is the like, one where you get a bunch of teenagers and find a cannibal tribe and yeah, they all get I killed I and not eaten not right. one by one. I wouldn't. I yeah. would not recommend it. Not because
3: the gore is. Uh, like I mean, it is because it's an Eli Roth movie, but it's just not very yeah. good. Yeah. Like, it's just... Well,
0: Hostel. Hostel, right? Hostel, Hostel's I Rock. think Hostel's, Hostel's yeah. shocking on its own. Hostel 2 actually expands on the story and makes you appreciate the first one more because you understand what was happening more so than when you see it. Mm-hmm. But by the end of Hostel 2, I was like, I have no urge to instantly revisit either of these, and I don't need to see more. The, uh, Which explains why three took like ten years to come out and wasn't directed by him. He produced it, I think. Was part two directed by him? Yes, but they've they've got. But that they, but they of... do feel like a part one and a part two. I don't remember
2: much about them other than thinking there's a, sort of that weird misogyny that comes with a lot of horror films.
0: Yeah, where you yeah, it's yeah. just about
2: seeing a woman. Well, well, part, well part, part, part. Yeah,
0: like, part one was yeah. about three dudes getting killed. Oh, was but, it? But like... then there's the but then there's the lady finds the the two of them escape together. Because she's got that really serious eye injury. And then can't part, remember. Two, part two is about three female backpackers. And, maybe that's and one of them gets out of it and basically she turns it on its head and starts killing back and figuring out why there's Oh, there. maybe,
2: I'm, maybe I'm... Am I misrepresenting it by talking about misogyny then? Because I remember no, 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 not, that. No, not
0: at all. But in the first mm. film, there is a lot of that with the female characters who do appear. Right. But then they make the smart call in part two of making the person who screws them over and starts, like... Kicking ass and taking names, think, a female tourist, so that it's at least yeah, sort of like, and then they play on it because the people who've preyed on her, are assuming she's not going to be able to do much because she's just a little woman. Oh, I quite like this. This is better than I remembered. Yeah, that's what I say. Part it, two makes part one better in retrospect. But yeah, the, I've not I've not touched part three, but I read the reviews and went, yeah, it's not for me because it has nothing to do with the other yeah, two. Part three of that. Eli yeah. Roth is
3: is a filmmaker. I, I found that he's a filmmaker who has good ideas and things he wants to say, but he just can't execute on any of it. <laughs> like, that's
0: why I want to see The House with the Clock in its walls because I'm intrigued yeah. by him doing a family film
3: because the, the Green Inferno is supposed to be a, a, a parable about um,
0: leave the natural demon- order alone not, and... not even
3: that but like demonstrative activism like activism right. to be seen to be an activist rather than activism for a cause sure and that the people getting punished for that but the way he executes on it, it just doesn't
2: it just doesn't work is it strange how you can make a film about women being tortured and then go and make a children's movie. Yeah. But you can't make a third episode of your trilogy because you tweeted a few things people found offensive. Isn't that strange? Not even that people found offensive, that people made a thing to find it
3: offensive. Well, do you know what? I can see
2: that. I mean, I can see Disney's dilemma there and everything else.
3: Yeah, but it's strange.
0: It's a strange world. I can see Disney's
2: dilemma there, but they don't. They're, yeah. they're accompanied
3: with enough clout that they don't have to be so sort of fucking spineless
0: yeah as we talked as we Maybe. talked about it before we always we thought with the this is the James Gunn situation we're talking about we're talking about James um, Gunn motherfuckers we I think we would have been more forgiving if this was their decision had there at least been a few days before they made it because mm. then it, yeah. there obviously would have been time for them to think and go let's yeah. weigh up I options. mean obviously it's it was a knee-jerk reaction and it yeah. was just like yeah well do you know what yeah. I'm going to throw him a bone. Let's get him some shekels as a filmmaker. Yeah. Because uh, another Halloween recommendation I'm going to chuck out, before I forget about it, uh, is 2006's Slither.
3: I've still not seen Slither. I hear it's. Slither
0: is though. gross. I don't know what on this is. purpose. This is James Gunn's, <coughs> uh, I think, first full directorial piece outside uh, of Trauma. If I can yeah, find my phone, I'll. Slither, um... is, uh, Slither is. What did I do with A it? thing of beauty. Uh, Slither oh, is it. the story. Of uh, something very weird happening to uh, Michael, um, Rourke, Michael Rourke Michael
3: Rook. Michael Rooker.
0: Michael Rooker. Sorry, it's a James Gunn film, so Mike, of Michael Yeah, of course, Rooker. Michael Rooker. Uh, he's Mary Poppins, y'all. Something really weird happening to Michael Rooker, and suddenly he has a desire hmm. to uh, consume more meat. And the more he eats, the more he begins to grow and change. <laughs> i put my phone down i'm enjoying his your body discipline. starts to mutate what and the resulting thing leads to a story of weird little alien parasite slugs of tentacles with teeth and people being overstuffed on cannibalistic urges to devour meat and nathan fillion teaming up with michael Rooker's fiancee played by elizabeth banks to basically figure out what the hell's going on and possibly kill whatever monster is now replacing her, her once husband. <laughs> it's full on B movie sci fi nonsense, but yeah. the visual effects, the the, the all pra- the practical effects, bar a couple of shots as well, are wonderful. It's gross and enjoying I have every second without it without context. But what picture we showed him? Oh,
2: I'm intrigued. Why? Which picture's that? Which picture it is that? It took a while for me to <gasps> click.
0: Oh, oh that nice. scene. Oh my god. I've not um, seen it, but
3: I've seen that image and I'm like, I
0: How do I watch get to see it? Elizabeth Banks, I've got the DVD. We should probably come. Uh, if, tell you what if we end up not having a buffet tonight, we'll, we'll order in and we'll watch it. If we end, end up not having a buffet good.
3: tonight, I'm going to revolt.
0: Okay, well, we'll take the DVD and a small DVD player <laughs> and confuse them. Um, is it's, it on Netflix or what? Well? I don't I know don't if think it is, so. but we might have to just have a film night because it's worth watching. Mm. It really is. Slither is great. It is a B movie made on much bigger than a budget than the B movies it's homaging whatever a dream of having. Um, it's got three brilliant central performances from Nathan Fillion, and Elizabeth Banks and Michael Rooker. And it's hilarious and dark and uncomfortable and it's great. And, and if you're wondering, um, like whether or not James Gunn thinks fondly back on essentially is like proper first stint as a director. Yeah. Uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, do you remember when they're chatting away with the collector over the, over the orb and, and the thing contained within? And, yeah. and there's all the tanks behind him, all the different stuff. One of them's just full of these little slugs that are just sort of crawling up the glass. <laughs> they're the creatures from Slither. Oh. So they're in the MCU. <laughs> like, me, think of that what you will. I think um, I get an
3: idea of the tone of this film great. from reading the cast list and seeing that Michael Brooker's character is called Grant Grant.
0: Yes. Grant Grant. And there was an entire, Is scene, no, but there was an entire scene after he's first sort of injected where he goes to the supermarket, not knowing why he wants to eat stuff, but he knows he wants to eat something. And he just goes over to the butcher's counter and there's this upshot like from through the glass through like the, the sneeze guard of the meat counter of Michael Rooker just looking down, looking really happy and he just goes, meat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so and he just orders okay. a load
0: of raw meat. Do they eat raw meat? He does. Yeah. Oh,
2: so it's not like when you're really hungover or whatever, and you just want. No, no, and no, like, no, well, he orders raw meat. Well, he orders meat,
0: and he starts eating it raw, and then he starts going out and finding it living in like the farmlands, and it just it, he starts to grow and change from there. It's oh. it's great. I. It's so good. On the subject
3: of raw, um, it's not. I'm, I'm not are, gonna you, mean, are you Are you going to chuck this one in?
0: No, I'm only going oh, okay. to mention it in
3: passing because it's a good, it's a very good horror movie, but it's not, it's not a great Halloween movie because it doesn't have, an, it doesn't really have like. It's the, more of a, gr-
0: it's a grower rather than. Yeah, show it doesn't a wink. It, it
3: doesn't have like the, the sort of I I the, the, said the, it. the campier <laughs> aspects or the sort of I'm the, drunk. the strong supernatural feel. But the the, the French Belgian film Raw from 2016, yeah, if really you, if you don't mind a bit of subtitled horror, is well worth seeing. But all the. Descriptions of eating raw meat uh, and stuff just brought that to mind. Um, it's about a, a vegetarian girl uh, who starts vet veterinarian school in France, and as part of the pretty intense sort of initiation rituals for first year students, she's forced to eat meat, and that unlocks a hunger within her for more and more various the, the, types of meat that goes and beyond the conventional. It, you can imagine now, let where me that guess,
2: goes because she's she's the fact that she's a veterinary. Yes. whatever, Is no coincidence in this meat eating movie. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. Does, oh, she, no, eat no. A uh, no, Does she eat a tortoise? No, Does she eat a tortoise? No tortoises are eaten. Does she eat <laughs> um, <laughs> fish? Uh, like a goldfish? Uh, not I recall. Does she eat they got a hamster? No. Does she eat a guinea pig? No. Oh, so this vet eating stuff, they didn't go much with it, did they? Maybe you're. Barking up the wrong tree, guy. Yeah,
3: dog,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> guy, um, guy, you like films? Yeah, it's a good horror movie. It's not. It's not a great Halloween movie. I like love. I just want th- to that. If you were to whack on a DVD at Halloween, yeah, a film yeah. on a Halloween weekend, we like this. What one comes to mind for you immediately, and for
2: why? Well, again, we talked about this in Smash the Media. Oh, um, I think The Exodus is still the greatest horror film I've ever made. I, I, I go it. with that. Yeah, and definitely. as I explained in Smash the Media. It's not because it's scary, which it is, because the idea is yeah. scary, right? Yeah,
0: it definitely freaks people out in different ways. I'll Tell you what,
2: it is. Yeah. And I had a panic attack in the cinema when I saw it for the second time. Holy the shit! You,
0: you were one of the people that basically like created the legend around it. Then. I wasn't. i not that old. <laughs> oh no, no. no I mean, like, I mean, like the the reason why the film today sort of baffles a lot of younger viewers who have a bit of a stronger yeah. stomach for certain things. They always go, "That wasn't frightening." I thought it was frightening, and they think it's frightening because the collective culture around that movie yeah. is: when people have seen this in cinemas, no, it has like caused people to faint. It's caused people to have heart attacks. It's caused people to like yeah. have like night terrors for days afterwards. Like so, th- on your well, second viewing in a theatrical setting for this movie, it first, got you that bad. Yeah, the first time I saw it
2: was yeah. at home yeah. on VHS, and effect it was scary, but it didn't really because I was. I think I was uh, about 19 or something. No, I was younger than that. I was probably like 15, 16. And I wasn't... I was so like... You know when you're like really anti-religious when you're young? You're like, <laughs> no, mum, I've just decided there's no God. And your mum's like, oh, God, here we go. Right, yeah, there, phase there, was a fa-
0: there was a phase where like people who sort of discovered like that they're an atheist or realise yeah, they're an yeah. atheist. And you think you're the first person, age person ever. Yeah. just have to put uh,
3: posters of Richard Dawkins up in your bedroom.
2: Yeah, you're jerking <laughs> off <laughs> over the God principle. I know the score. Um, but there is, there is oh that moment. <laughs> and so anything to do with God or, or any religious thing, you're like, ah, stupid, stupid, stupid. It's like a defence mechanism in a way. Yeah. And, but, if you watch it in a cinema with people... In any, in, basically a perfect panic attack scenario mm. where you're in the dark, you don't know where the exits are necessarily because you're not familiar with the space. Mm-hmm. You're with people that would think it was weird if you left. You're watching a movie where yeah. you don't want to leave because you would look really stupid to leave. And this movie is relentless. Oh, yeah. It? Like the scenes go on for ages and know what it is like, a, and, and they're screaming all this Bible shit. There, it's, it's uncomfortable. It, mm. it makes you want it just to pause it. You want to p- yeah. press pause. Go, I just need to just have a breather. It's a. It's like if you go on a jog or something like that, and you you get to the point where you go, "I want it. I need to mm. stop for a minute because this is intense," <laughs> and that's what that movie does. And that's you know talking about like the cleverness of yeah. filmmaking. That film is terrifying because it does not let you go. It drags you into it and you cannot get the fuck away from it. That is, And it's much better in the cinema because at home you can look at other things. Like if you were in this room right now watching it... We could, I could tell. Oh, look at that, (laughs) Jessica Lange, Funko. Yeah, you could look at other things. You could turn away. You could find something, but in a cinema, you are, you are there, man. You are not leaving. That's being smacked in the face by it,
0: and that's why I still have got to the cinema because yeah, that's what the movie
2: was made for. It was not made to be watched on DVD on a laptop in a bedroom or something. Uh, So that is a great film, I think. There's something to be said
3: about that idea of the film being so relentless it doesn't let up uh, yeah. with that discomfort. I, I have similar feelings about more recent films such as The Babadook. Oh um, yeah, that yeah. does yeah. The, yeah. To a point. The, 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 yes. the more recent uh, Hereditary, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. That does a very, has a very similar sort of relentless tone to it. Mm. Um, Yeah, I think that's a good,
2: so very good shout. But I wouldn't Exorces. watch that ever again because it
0: terrified me. So you're recommending it, but not to watch, just recommending it. If you haven't it. seen it,
2: go and watch it. Hold
0: you're... the DVD cover in your hand and you <laughs> think about it. I bit. think it's,
2: it's a great movie. It's one of the outstanding movies of all time. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, but as I said on Smash Media, my favourite go-to horror thing... It's a bit Hollywood. It's a little bit, I guess... No, go uh, for that. We open with Poltergeist. yeah. <laughs> but it's also terrifying is Exorcist Three. Which no the one Heretic ever talks of. No, Heretic's number two. Is that number two? That's the Richard Burton weird one that there's two versions Oh, of, that's
0: it? the one where it's yes. like hypnotherapy yeah. and it yeah. is an actual sequel to the and first one. And I think he one. goes
2: to Iraq or somewhere, doesn't he, and he's yeah. in the desert. I think that they, they pick up on that thing from the first one. I think so. Yeah,
0: number three is the one with Brad Dourif.
2: That's correct.
0: And, oh God, and yeah. And George C.
2: Scott. Oh, yeah. And I need to see that. Yeah, no, that's is... really good. I've I can't one. really
0: yeah. describe it without giving it away and I don't want to. Imagine some really good actors dealing with the notion of being more than one person and having lots of really creepy dialogue with themselves in small padded rooms. And there's also
2: just lots of very
0: creepy shows. There's a very famous
2: shot, and I won't tell you what happens. Yeah, it's the corridor. Yeah. And again, it makes you watch a static, just a bit of movement corridor for ages. Mm. And then something happens in that. And it's just very well thought through. I think I don't know if William freaking directed it. I can't remember. I think he did, but it's very Not well thought out. I think William Peter Blatty directed. Yes, it. you are right. I think he did. Yeah, who wrote the he original wrote novel, the novel and the yeah. and the
3: screenplay for it? Yeah. It's
2: just very. It's a. It's basically a cop movie mixed with exorcism stuff. Mm. It's just very good and be, very done with varying
0: degrees of success. Put in that one sounds like they. Yeah, and it it leaves you
2: feeling slightly uncomfortable. And and there's lots of things in it where things are just a bit wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're they're not horrifying. There's no gore. It's just wrong. And there's lots of people in it who are vulnerable people that are affected. It's it's just a bit sort of unpleasant. Yes, that's the best. So uh, watch
0: that.
3: (laughs) I have two more.
0: Oh, what about films? Hey does sense one of
3: which I'm just simply going to say um, <laughs> head over to the channel and on the Sunday after this podcast comes out and you'll see a big damn love about it um, I'll say no more about that one uh, and secondly um, really hard to find this one really tricky to find I think I it's think, out of print I think I know what this fucking is fucking everywhere uh, and it's mid it's mid to late 90s John Carpenter so it Ooh. is sometimes loved sometimes mm. hated it is um in the mouth of madness. <laughs> I didn't even know uh, what this is. It's Sam Neil. Yeah. Post dude. Jurassic Park Sam Neil. Yeah. Um is an insurance agent who is sent to find a Sold. A, I'm very, it. a very famous writer at uh, a Stephen King stand-in named Sutter Kane. Very <laughs> subtle, very subtle uh, Sutter and, Kane. and and played <laughs> And played by the always slightly creepy Jürgen Procknow. Um, Who? <laughs> Jürgen Procknow. Who oh, is he? Uh, in a all, are sorts all of these stuff. people. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. You've heard um, the name and you know the <laughs> face. There's i say, time to match them up. I, I Jürgen Procknow. Can you
0: spell Jürgen Procknow? Yeah, that's a great Prochnow. Scrabble score. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and and ba- and true. It basically it's simil- It just pl- it just fucks with the rules of reality. And it's well, got, just John Carpenter. And it's, got, really? and it's got a Lovecraftian twist to it. and Always a plus. I
2: bet it's about applause. 88, 90 minutes, right? Because uh, it's a John Carpenter. Robert, he, it's, not ma- it's not massively it. long. I bet it's It's nice. And, he's
0: usually nice and concise, isn't he? He
2: is. He, he,
3: he just gets on. He just says, look, here you go. Now leave. Yeah, 1994 it came <laughs> out. Yeah, it's an hour and 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, that's you. been traumatised. Good. Now that's you can proc now.
2: You'll have seen him in all sorts of stuff.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: He's got a
2: craggy face. so look. He's, he's one of the He friends. looks like the guy, he looks like the lead guy, uh, Richard, something or other, from yeah, Battle oh, Star oh, yeah. Galactica. Um, yeah. James Almost, He does, doesn't yeah, he?
0: Yeah, yeah. It feels like he's been yeah, in every it. sci-fi drama. Yeah. yeah.
2: You yeah. feel like he was the guy who's turned up and goes, there's been another murder. He's got <laughs> Oh, no, it's Jürgen. <laughs> oh, oh, God, Jürgen's here. And
3: David <laughs> Warner's in it.
2: David <laughs> so, Warner is in
3: everything.
2: So there's that. Oh, and John God.
3: Glover's in it. John Glover? there you go so doing? I know I know you love a bit of John Glover I do love yeah. a bit of John Glover it um, sounds great and no i you'll <laughs> have to die <laughs> yeah like I say yeah. getting hold of it is a pain in the um, ass because as why? far as I can tell it's out of print a on lot, DVD it's not mi- been released on Blu-ray a lot of mid-state um, movies have not had, and it's, I've not had releases oh, in forever it is uh, and there's a lot of stuff going on just out of frame
0: yeah
3: like there's some again there's some great practical effects in it but you don't see a lot of it because he's ve- because Carpenter's very good at just having that stuff happen, just obscured. And Charlton Heston, is Charlton it? Charlton Heston's in it. <laughs> Charlton Heston. Is Charlton it? Heston's is he, Has it? he brought his gun? I'm in the <laughs> mouth of man. There may be a <laughs> gun. And, and yeah, it's, it, it makes up the sort of third part of what John Carpenter calls his apocalypse trilogy. Which is um, the, thi- the Prince of Darkness, the Thing, and in the Mouth of Madness? Oh, I tell you who else. Who else is it? is
2: it? Star Wars fans. Oh, guess guess the Star Wars actor who's also <laughs> in this movie. It's um, going to be
0: either an obscure creature actor. No, no, it's
2: it's quite it's a very very well known Star Wars actor. Is it Mark Hamill? But it's before. Oh, prequels! prequels. Hey, oh, it's a prequel episode. Oh, you? yes! Hey, Chris is it as a paperboy.
0: Oh, yeah, I was going to say, he, he, was yeah. a, he was a lad. He, he made his, he made his television lad. debut playing a character in Night of the Living but, Dummy 3. Basically, basically, what happens is they yeah.
3: manage managed to track this <laughs> writer down that's great. to this, the, this small town called Hobbs End, which is also a location of many of his stories. So and they're drawing they, on the main... Yeah. Like, yeah, And when they get there, they're not... There's a there's they're not entirely sure how much of the books is pulled from Just living the there. the life that from Hobbs End or how much of Hobbs End is pulled from the books. Hey, i tell you oh, something really interesting.
2: About okay. It. it was written by a guy called Michael DeLuca. Okay. And Michael DeLuca is has been a producer on the social network, Captain Phillips, The Sopranos, Voyager
3: A lot of really good stuff basically. Not a lot of good
2: shit. Freddy's Night. Oh, that must have been where he started. Freddy's Nightmare. He was a writer on that. And...
0: Freddy's Nightmare. Freddie's Nightmares, the TV show. Yeah.
2: Uh yeah. ah. um, Producer on the Oscars. All sorts of things going on there.
3: But yeah, it's 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 one of my favorite horror movies. It's it's fucking impossible <laughs> to find. It's really hard to find. But if you can, give it a watch.
2: Yeah, <laughs> th- this is my horror movie happening right now. Yeah, where there's a guy, cat. guy's
0: allergic to cats. <laughs> and a cat Dolly's near just my flesh. The guy's a sniffed guy.
2: Bally! Bally! I hope I smell a dog. Because that's what I mean. Aren't cats, like, thin and brittle looking? No, she's When you, she's when you squeeze it.
3: them, then you realise that they're
2: so Yeah, small. well, you're just eyeing up that ass oh, you mate. want to get in there. I can. And give that a good tickle. There we go. Don't show f- it to me. There no. There we go. There we no. go. She I'm likes it. Looking away. She likes it. On the
0: podcast, we had a conversation where Matt revealed to guys that his ass and make them b- his bitch. I'm not
2: watching She's She's loving that. I feel like because you're leaning over me, I'm participating in in a form of bestiality.
3: Chris, <laughs> give us some more Halloween movies before okay. I freak guy. My out.
0: favorite, my favorite kind, <laughs> my favorite kind of Ooh. Halloween movie is the kind where a mystery lady in a yellow coat emerges from the darkness. <gasps> To harass hey. hey. and, and give a big hug to a man. There is a woman in a film, a
2: Korean movie, a, ge- a little girl in a yellow jumper. A little j- and she's here jump. now! You're like that Korean girl. She, I think the film's called The Rain. or The Host?
0: Hello, Korean girl. She's got a balloon, Where? I think. Oh, she speaks like Dracula. Hello. 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 Whoa, what, what Are you What, are are you you Ill? Con- what have you come to say, horror me. character? Are you ill, Lucy?
2: I dropped my keys.
0: Oh, <laughs> terrifying! I've
1: got them now.
0: I'm gonna go now. Blair, <laughs> Blair, Blair. Blair. Um, spooky keys. I'll be with you in a moment, madam. Um, that's not I you, Christopher,
3: Christoph. Know. Have you got any more things to add to our Halloween before we move on to the uh the Doctor of the Who's?
0: Uh, I'll give I'll give you a couple more. Give me a couple
2: more. Oh, I've just googled Korean little girl yellow coat. That was a and mistake. um there's a lot of pictures of little girls with yellow coats uh, but not the movie that I wanted Um, so I put that phone back there delete that search (laughs)
0: don't don't look now it's a horror film that's worth a watch but also um, which involves a little person in a coat in the corner of a room who turns around and stabs a bloke there we go Although in, it's a red work. coat. If uh, you've you seen, seen, you seen anything by the League of Gentlemen, you've seen it referenced <laughs> okay, visually over cool. the last 20 years. Um, also um, A modern horror movie that freaked me out, and yeah. I don't think it'll scare everybody, I think it's our first found footage mention, um, is As Above, So Below. Yeah, that was all right, actually. I um, get I get a little bit claustrophobic the found, in some situations, and that movie. film... The found footage genre oh
3: has, yeah. has been played out. I'm just going to grab one. But As Above, So Below, I thought was a relatively inventive spin on well, the whole thing. It's
0: more that it, it it requires you to pay attention so that you, you, you make a mental note of where they've been so that when it twists into the second half of their journey, you know where they're going to go. It's ba- it's basically... It, it's essentially, yeah, there's rumours that the catacombs in Paris... um There's oh. all the stuff to do with, like, satanic worship of, and the, the idea I've that, seen this... Yeah, I've seen like, this movie it, it was to do with it's to do with treasure where well, they're trying to they're, they're trying to go down and down yeah. and down yes this is a fucking great movie yeah because like they, they start out and they go through one tunnel and they get to this room, yeah. and, this room and you mentally map it in your head as you're watching and it's so terrifying that when they suddenly get to a bit where they're suddenly in the same room and they leave that room and go back into the room they were in before that room you're like yeah wait what hang on they're, pr- they're progressing why is this happening yeah you you in your head begin to build up where they're going but you learn just enough about each of the characters as it's going on that you begin to predict what their personal hell will be as it encroaches on the journey. And it's... But it's it's just the way it's shot and the fact that they take no prisoners like the, the none of the characters bar like one are particularly unlikable and yet no. they will all suffer a fate in some way. But it's also not like they don't use that as an excuse to kill everybody off in a glorious fashion um it's short it's sweet it's really cool <laughs> and um it's a movie that when i saw it in the cinema it really freaked me out and i realized it was claustrophobia playing the part and then i watched it at home the first time it really freaked me out but as such i've got a really big fondness for it because i'm like i know that film will scare me when i watch it you know what's clever about it um The fact that it's partly in French <laughs> and that makes it Nazi. <laughs> yeah, you can
2: read as well as watch. uh What's clever about it is that it sets up a murder, basically a slasher movie scenario. Yeah, but it puts it in a context where there it is he, all ability to get help is impossible. You yeah. cannot call an ambulance. No, no, no. You cannot call the police. You can't call anyone. You're like seventy feet beneath the catacombs yeah. beneath Paris. Yeah. And you're not even supposed to be there. No one knows you're there. It is a yeah. like And you're like going cut cut
0: off. deeper down. Yeah. Um, and there's just some very clever shots of that beautiful shot where the uh the cameraman Oh hang on, hang on, the, the spooky the spooky voice has just returned. <gasps> to to tell us something <gasps> the haunted about Azeroth, lady. so below. What is what is it as above so below that intrigues you so? Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was so cute.
2: It's based on something real.
0: On what on the catacombs or true?
2: on people mm-hmm. who went down? Yeah, the catacombs are real. Yeah, the catacombs. I've been down there. Have you? Ever yeah, been yeah, there? I've, I've been down there. <gasps> Have you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've been to the Paris catacombs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're terrifying. It's Because you just creepy. want to go, don't you? Like it's, you're down was, there, and you go. Was, was, was I it want creepier to
0: than Edinburgh? Yeah, because that because that was pretty creepy. Bones. The Edinburgh everywhere. The Edinburgh, um, um, the Edinburgh uh, what were they called? The vaults were pretty creepy. Yeah, and there's freaking hundreds of them throughout the entire city. Um, really i didn't know that oh yeah basically yeah, just sections within within yeah, buildings the, within it's, the, it's the main
3: bridge that went because mm. edinburgh's a big valley yeah they built a bridge across it yeah. and then they built vaults into the bridge that people lived in businesses operated, out of stocking and then they yeah. all got mm. blocked up uh, as they came into disuse and became you know a, People who were impoverished lived there. Criminals. Like, broke in and And down. And then there were floods and
2: people drowned. And people would set fires, obviously, to keep themselves warm, but they would die because of smoke inhalation. Yeah, it was crazy. But in Paris, I think it was in the 90s, they found a camera uh, just on its own, and they took it back and and played what was on it. And it was a a guy on his own, and he was... um, they can see him going to different places and he obviously gets lost yeah. and he starts getting really panicked. You can hear his breathing and then he drops the camera. He, something happens and he drops the camera and runs off. And then he's never seen again. So we don't know if he's still... he no. died there no. or or if he's out he there lost somewhere his, he lost the his world. way. They, they, they kind, of, kind of traced where he was going and he was miles deep. He would have never got out again. Because he wouldn't have... Because without his camera it didn't look like he had a light source. I'm not going to sleep tonight. (laughs) Thank you. I remember when I was about seven. There's no Philosopher's Stone. When I was about seven, (laughs) on Blue Peter, Simon Groom went pot And. (laughs) What does that he mean? it means you, you know, are we going <laughs> Going into caves and exploring. <laughs> the like, oh, I thought it
0: was researching
2: And there hilarious. was a bit where he had to climb on this bit that it was just, what we
0: descended earlier. <laughs>
2: just the, the top of it and the bottom of it were just wide enough for him to just push himself <laughs> through. And I remember as a kid thinking, there is no that is like hell to me. Imagine if you got stuck. Yeah, How the fuck yeah. would you get out of that?
1: Yeah.
3: You'd
2: have to wait till your body had not eaten for ages and then become thin enough for them to someone to drag you through. Oh, You'd just that's have a to horrible hope That there
1: isn't a heavy rain in it.
2: Yeah. Down. Or if you got stuck the other side and then the bit collapsed and you were. Mm. That is a terrifying fear of being trapped with a man touching you like that. <laughs> just the hands.
0: Yeah, so, just, just the song song. Song. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've lost the keys. And while, while you're here, uh, Lou, uh, you, I mean, Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like um, Mr. Humphreys from uh, Are You Being Served? <laughs> I'm free! <laughs> I'm free. Um, what would you recommend as your Halloween pick? If people over this weekend were picking a DVD or a film to watch uh, in lead up to Halloween, what would be your, like, go on, put that one on? Uh, Are we talking film? Yeah. Can't be poltergeist. I've already mentioned it. (gasps) (laughs) That's my favourite. You sneered
2: at him like a cat. I can now. You've been trained (laughs) to be a cat. Um, Wait, what? Oh. um, No.
0: Why? Project, project. The microphone's facing away from you, but I can't tweak it. Behind it, though. You're behind it, though. The sound comes in this way.
2: (laughs) Okay. I would
0: suggest... Thank you. Oh, sugar. watch. Oh the uh, I the, was the, the TV about the TV he about TV yeah it's so, well it's on DVD isn't it, it I, that, that's class yeah. movie it took yeah. 20 years for them to be allowed to release it on DVD I, I can't was... say the word pipes at night I that think was I'm so one of the only guy. people
2: in the room who saw it when it went out I saw it when it went oh, out really what it was like a...
3: 1984 or something no, no no it was really 92 uh, I was I'm, I was I was four
0: you yeah, know you're right it was night. what are you it was doing it was four I don't know 92. I fucking remembered it it was 92 because the rebroadcasting ban and the rights thing came up in early 2012 and that's why uh, BFI got round to getting hold of it and releasing yeah. it on DVD in 2012, 2013. Because they I banned think... it from ever being repeated. Mm. because it's never well, been It was, been tw- on it was 20 years. It's of... allowed to be repeated now should the BBC choose they to, but they never will. Because there was that story... There was a big that... campaign. Like, BBC4, well, please show it like, there was... for the anniversary. Because that
2: lad... Now, this is me remembering it as mm. however old I was I in the two. Yeah. There was a boy, wasn't he, who killed himself. Yeah, and his... yeah. And I think the family said it was because he'd watched it. Yeah. And he was terrified. In fact, there's there's, there's, a, there's the cats in the basement it's from Price. Ghostwatch. <laughs> <It's laughs> Pipes! Mr Pipes has come back as a cat. I, I
0: don't think I it's saw Craig it. Charles is outside, I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> I've and with then Craig remember Church. Ghostwatch.
2: I've worked with Craig Charles. He's great.
0: Is he a lovely man? He's a beautiful,
2: <gasps> lovely man. Have you worked with Sarah Green? A... <laughs> no, but I once tweeted her and she replied nicely. Oh, yay. Matt, were you, Matt were you disturbed <laughs> for life? Um,
3: Is this, does this I, explain a lot of things about you? I, re- I, I can only remember I because I, th- I had memories of seeing it because I was so it must be one of my earliest memories. But because yeah. I was so young, I hadn't, I didn't have all the pieces.
2: Sure. So mm.
3: I when I it was not until when you got it on DVD and we all got together and watched it here um, that I remembered all that. I remembered the girls drawing. Yeah, yeah of, like that um, I, I, there, I remember. Yeah. Um, going under the stairs at the and end, the yeah, cut off.
2: Yeah. But I, I, before I, Michael Parkinson,
1: <laughs>
0: it's, round it's, and round <laughs> <in> the garden, <laughs> and, I and, bit. And, and that
2: ridiculous. Is there, does it end? No, I haven't seen it since it went out in so I don't remember. I didn't remember any of the. But I remember stuff the studio set with the papers mm. blowing everywhere. I I the, very line, <laughs> the end. And Michael yeah. Parkinson, I've got, right, I've got to act now. I've got to act. <laughs> uh, imagine giving away a pen with a, some sort of pension policy. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, just trying to pretend that he's scared, and it's not—he's not, not well, really that was the, buying. That was the genius of it
0: was not I hiring think... actors for for that. Yeah, show. but obviously, also the... obviously getting people like Sarah Green and uh, Mike, um, Mike, Smith. Mike Smith, Mike Smith, yes, yes. and Craig Charles. Like, Craig Charles was the wild card, but it works in the context of the show because yeah. his his attitude in it is a bit more flippant, and he is an actor anyway. Yeah, but but at the time he was uh, he was known like he was his definitely was being known poet. for Red Dwarf at that point, but he was mostly known to a lot of the British public as a poet for yeah. his appearances on shows. Um, um So it kind of works because he obviously was in the public consciousness, but he's the wild card because it's like, oh, he's a funny guy. Mm. Is this serious? Mm. So it's so basically for those who don't know, it was part of a series called but it called like Drama One or something I like that. Know. um Where basically the BBC did a bunch of different dramas that went out on a Sunday night or whatever it was, like a Monday night, quite late. Mm. And Ghost Watch is loosely based on the Enfield haunting, and it's <coughs> about yes. a family, a mom, a single mother, and her two daughters. Who weird stuffs happened to? So basically, the show, um, and this is way before most haunted and these shows existed. Yeah. Oh, way um, before any sort of
2: long-term
0: show, docu- like documentary about, yeah. And I think and stuff, it yeah. did
2: leave the legacy that you are not allowed to do any of this kind of stuff. You have to, you cannot ever well, there was pretend anything, it's real. At, at it no was, po- at it no was... point
0: do they pretend it's real in terms of how they presented it in real life. It was part of the like mm, part of the drama one season like or whatever. The, like uh, Studio One I think it was called something like that. The, the full title in Radio Times and everything was like you know, Studio One yeah. presents Ghost And March. it had any credits and stuff like Oh that. yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and and the and the um the, the, the Radio Times listing lists like cast mm. Michael Parkinson himself, Sarah Green herself. Yeah. So it, 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 there's no, there was no bones about it on the night. No, but at the same o, time, it, thinking... were, but it fooled a lot of people who either didn't pay attention it's... to the fact they were watching a late night drama like <laughs> slot it's on yeah. the it's channel. It's the
3: TV equivalent of also Malesy's War of the Worlds. Broadcast. But, but yeah, yes, because, because... But,
0: but, but yeah, but and that's what it is. It was, it was the listeners in that case and the viewers in this case, imagination that upset a lot of people and convinced them that what they were watching was real. Um, I think anybody who was like tuning in and doesn't, you know, isn't a believer in the supernatural, watching it was like this is great, like this is oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah. But people who would say quite sensitive to that material were really unnerved. I because think it because was, it, was, um... it was the reason why it's a brilliant piece of drama, but also the reason why I accidentally did this is because it's faces that people trusted mm-hmm. in light entertainment, in yeah. documentaries, in interview stars. So basically, Michael, Michael Parkinson is there in the main studio at the Beeb. Uh, and he's talking like to a parapsychologist and to a skeptic and they've got people phoning in and there was a number you could phone on the night oh yeah and and but they they, pre- they preempted that so if you phoned the number i believe you got like a, like a, a message that message, said yeah. like hello no, the phones are too full at the moment um please continue to phone in and thank hmm. you for enjoying Ghostwatch. So there was, like, there was a, you know, like, if you wanted to take part in that respect, you could. Like, you could give it a ring and be like, oh, that's cool. It's like a little Easter egg, essentially. But a lot of people took that to mean, oh, yeah, no, this is real. I just phoned it and it's real. Um, And, of course, they have messages from callers, which at the start of the episode are very light and sort of oh yeah no I once did this and I felt like someone was watching me and oh okay that's great right. <laughs> but no but do you know what I mean like there's no. little things where you're like oh, I've be, called in be... with similar things <laughs> but, but at, the be- at the beginning that's how it starts but because obviously you know sky plus and all that stuff didn't exist if if you saw something on tv and noticed it you couldn't just rewind and go oh watch this no. and there's a bit early on where there's footage of, of something and there's clearly in the back of frame there's an outline of someone behind the curtains, like back clip from the curtains. And five minutes later, they go to viewer, you know, viewer calls like, oh, someone's uh, called in to say this that, and then someone's written in to say this. And one of them is, a f- few people said, they're sure, they saw something in the back of that shot, which of course, if you're watching it at home, you were like, oh, there's something in the back of that shot. Mm. So they go back and replay that footage and there's nothing in the back of the shot. And it's stuff like that where it's like, oh, that's really clever and there are I'm a big Ghostwatch nerd on this there's of like 12 actual appearances of pipes in the show right Um, and some of them are very fleeting and some of them are really there's only like two bits where it's like there he is there he is for definite the rest of it's these glimpses or these moments one of them's a reflection in the kitchen window in the back of the room Mm -hmm. in a shot where you can see the kitchen window and he's not overly lit he's just there and stuff like that so it was playing on paranoia of the viewer keeping an eye out Um, and the thing is things start to go wrong and it gets a bit more intense and it's effective because the presenters aren't, uh, a friend friend of ours um, at university was doing a Ghostwatch inspired film as part of their final course hmm. and because of my presenting experience he got in touch with me and he said would you look over the script and tell me if any of this sticks out as too actory and not presenter sort of yeah. thing for, for some of the bits. And I looked over it, and I was like, Yeah, maybe change that, maybe change this. When they deliver that more like this, less like that, because he wanted that same vibe. Because Ghost Ghost Watch achieves it so well that you don't for a second believe like Craig Charles is the wildcard, but like he's the one who's sort of a bit more jokey about it and debunking it. He's the man on the street talking to the people in the neighbourhood. Really fucking sell it. Yeah, They've it's great, really right, and, it. and 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 some stuff ages now. But I'll be I'll be honest. I think the only stuff that's aged in it really is just the the, hair you know, the haircuts and the 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 <laughs> the the, 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 you know, the power suits of the people in the studio and things yeah. like that. That's that's the only stuff that's really aged badly. But you could look at that, and obviously the fact you know that Michael Parkinson didn't <laughs> disappear after yeah. reciting a nursery rhyme and uh, because the tel- the the bloody um, the prompter prompter is saying a nursery rhyme and he's just reading it like, like you no know, no that happened. But the guy who wrote it wrote a sequel in uh, 2012. It's a short story. It's like a 40-page thing yeah. about some of the crew who worked on it go back to that studio space for, I think it's a podcast. Like, they right. go back to talk about oh, it. Oh, that's quite cool. It's really good. It's really Why creepy. Why do they make that? They, make, they should make that as a thing. Well, because Ghostwatch is... It's one of those things where, like, in TV, and um, Smash the Media, I'm sure we'll cover it's this, or has covered this in some form. There's, like, these invisible blacklists that exist within TV where people have decided... Oh, no, we don't want to work with them. Or we don't want to work on that. Regardless well, of whether there's a problem or not, because somebody's put it in their head at some point. I think the thing with There's Ghost a reason Watch. some shows you love have never been repeated. It's because some of them are on these blacklists that don't exist for... and are basically banned for no reason. Well, I think... With, and Ghostwatch is one of them with because Ghost of the effect Watch, it had. It, so they'll never they'll never be some kind of... There was a follow-up documentary a couple of years ago called Behind the Curtains. Right. Well,
2: the thing the thing about Ghostwatch is that... It the will favorite. never be as effective as it was when you saw it at that time. Because it's the context of the whole culture, which is Sarah Green and Mike Smith were people from Saturday Superstore, Saturday morning yeah, kids yeah. TV shows. And Mike... Um, uh, Michael... Parkinson. I'm trying to scare the cat Just away. the cat. Sorry. She, Chris has got a strange tick. <laughs> Are you being possessed by the spirit of Mr. Smith? Is that, <laughs> is, that, is, that our, is that our exclusive villain, Mr. Yeah. Smith? <laughs> but yeah, you know, you, you're talking about how Mr. you're talking about how it was presented as like it was obviously a drama. But if you in those days in the ninety in 1992, if you turned on the television, you wouldn't have an EPG come up and tell you what you're watching. Yes, you yeah, probably yeah. may not have bought the Radio Times. That was true, you don't that was true. know what the show is. It's not like it's on every week, and you go, "Oh, I know what that is." It's like a show that came out. So if you turned on like two minutes into it. And you saw all those people, you think, oh, this is a proper show. Yeah, particularly when they're trying to
0: get the presenting a paranormal thing. so
2: particularly when and it yeah. led to an enormous number of we can never do this again. We can never yeah. do that again.
0: It's not points of view. Was it? Was the show where they had like a studio full of people? Oh, and, open air was one open of them. Air, and yeah. that one with the, Anne Robinson, which I yeah. can't remember the name of. Open air is the one. Uh, oh, open uh, air was used to be on the mornings. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. I'm sure I've seen the footage of. There's lots of people talking about Ghost Watch the week yes, after, and they are be. furious. Yes, yeah. because because of course. At that time, kids would have watched, and I did. Well, it, it and was, well, four, you well were I was four. It was, yeah. it was on pretty late. It was on at like sort of eleven PM. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, I it was. It. it
2: was on about nine-ish, I'm sure. It can't be because I that saw late. it, and mm. I would not have. Oh, I might have finished around eleven.
0: It's, it's, it's a good hour and a half. Yeah, like it's a But I
2: think it would have started at nine. But God, God it's good. i wanna watch thing talking about it now,
0: I want to watch it. The Thing
2: about it is, it will never. The only reason it will never be repeated is because of them claiming that that boy killed himself because of it. Yeah, and I don't know if that was ever resolved. Whether it was ever proven he did or didn't because of that
3: is that a thing you can prove. But uh,
2: like, well, it's like uh, I, when it Chucky was, was, some... was accused of being responsible for certain the James being attached to Jamie Bowser, oh, yeah, the Jamie book book. And
0: then Charles Play Three, and another movie were banned yeah. like outright, because... even though there was no
2: evidence that they were ever had seen those films or anything else. But no. with this one, mm. I think there was a pretty good solid thing of his mum saying he had watched that, and that triggered him. And yeah. you can mm. never you you just would not. Why would you bother repeating that to touch on that? Um, I
0: would. not yeah. I mean, the fact that it came out on DVD, I'm, I'm astonished. Well, I think it's because it the out. BFI and other organisations were like, this needs to be available for people to it's see. And preservation discourse. thing, like, yeah. it's a Preservation thing.
2: And I uh, mean, it's, it's difficult, though, isn't it? Because I
0: think if you, I think if you did it, I think if you did a night around it, not like one where you phone in and you're like Ghostwatch, like you're returning to TV, like not like that. But if mm. you did a night was like BBC Four were like, right, so here's a here's like a 15 minute pre thing. <laughs> But we're going to discuss what the show was and the impact it had. Then we're going to screen it in its entirety. Then maybe show behind the curtains the documentary about it. Yeah. And then maybe like a follow-up just a wrap up. So here's this, that, and the other, and this is a curtain. Because behind beyond the, beyond the curtains isn't like a sugar-coated thing. It's very much a, here's what it was about. Here's the legacy it had to people who like make TV and stuff now yeah. who loved it. Here's some of the stuff that happened. Are there TV after it, execs really?
2: from who commissioned it and that kind of thing involved in that documentary? Yeah, yeah. And like right. Sarah
0: Green's in it and stuff, and because she regretted doing it, as I recall. Uh, at first, yeah. Yeah, in the years after, she's gone on to say that she was very proud to be a part of it because, like, people have talked to her. Obviously, now that they can see it again, yeah, and they've gone, "This is phenomenal television." Mm. Like she's she's gone. Like it it was a cultural thing, but I think at the time she was still very much associated with family programming. Yes. So for her to defend it with the controversies attached to it would have been quite. Yeah, I think it had quite a mean. hit on her career, as I recall. Because you you know, if it was a lasting thing, but it was definitely like, uh, mm. well, we need to obviously be careful what we do now going forward. I mean, when you watch it, there isn't anything that if you could never take a screen grab of it for example, with any of those people in it. Yeah. And it'd be some, an image where people go, oh God, no, no, not watching that. Oh, that's yeah. disgraceful. They're in that. Because a lot of it is just down to how it makes you feel when you're yeah. watching sure. it. Sure. Like it, like yeah. all
2: we've talked it, about, all good, I yeah. have to say, everything out. It's... it's, it's... What it does to you
0: psychologically.
3: It looks like fucking daytime TV. Most of it. Yeah. That's part of that. That's why it,
0: it just works so well. Just happens to be at night. Yeah. yeah. And, well, you know what I mean. It, it yeah, looks yeah. like something it's like. Is that set up of like, we're going to think you on the scene now? So
3: yeah. It's like, Craig, it's like, it's Craig, like outside broadcasters. <laughs> it's like what they, the they do on like this morning, really? in the big breakfast and stuff. Where they yeah. just get someone's house. Yeah. You live OB yeah. thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. But the thing I is, I realise the modern equivalent. Would be like going, uh, now <coughs> Ryland's on the scene uh, where the seventeen <laughs> yeah. bodies were found, Ryland. Yeah. And him screaming. Yeah.
2: But the thing is, it is it comes back to what we would you about James. The Gunn. ghosts only try to
0: murder people who look like their beards painted on. Oops. Um, it, it comes his not like it's painted on. I'm it sorry. comes back <laughs> to
2: things like we were talking about with James Gunn and those kind of things. The minute people find, the minute enough people find something offensive, yeah. it's a problem. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. It's if a they thing. repeated Ghost Watch, the newspapers would be dragging up all those articles about that boy who killed himself and all those yeah. sort of things. It would be a situation where the B. Why would you do that? The BBC has enough shit to deal with from the press and everyone else. Without and, yeah, having yeah. D- dug up a show that potentially was responsible for someone killing themselves. Someone else should yeah.
0: get the rights to screen it then. I don't now know why anyone needs to screen it. Because, because you can buy and watch on D V D. Preservation.
3: No, watch on D V D. Horror Channel. On the subject <laughs> of contentious BBC shows.
0: And also thirty six percent battery life on a laptop.
3: Let's talk about How um, long
0: is this show? I've been here for a day. It's, it's we are we are <laughs> we are nearly at the two hour point. Oh, Due man. to the battery, we will not approach um, the record. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no. The record is 2 hours and 59 minutes, held currently by Sir John of Gransden. Yeah. What we, did
3: he talk about? All sorts. What
2: did he bang on about? It we, was like, the it was three was like, of us banged on.
0: It, it, was, oh, world, okay. it, was, it was, was World, <laughs> world Cup uh, semi-final week. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's not what we talked about. So, so we, but we kept having updates throughout of like, uh, it's, oh. it's, it's still possibly coming home apparently. Yeah. we'd carry on. It was exciting, wasn't it? What did we all think?
3: Of this week, Gon's episode of Doctor Who. Series 11, episode 3. (laughs) Rosa! Not to be confused with Rose. Rose. (laughs) No. Series 1, episode 1.
0: Rose. Rose. Wow. uh, I'm going to give my basic thoughts off the bat and then I'm going to go and grab us each a drink. What do we fancy? Oh, can
2: I have some more white wine,
0: please? Can Um, I have some more red wine? Anyone's fine, I don't mind.
2: What was that thing called? Lockkeepers. Lockkeepers? Ninja or something. Yes! (laughs) He keeps it well. Lock, to be keep, fair, lot
0: us leaving. I think. I'll, I'll lock for those who <laughs> for those who've skipped to the time code of, they discuss Rosa. Oh. Hi, welcome. Um, Okay, red, white for you. Red oh, for you. Oh, oh my god, I'm gonna be sick. If you want to hear my full thoughts on the episode, I think the best way is to watch the Five Who Fans video on YouTube. Oh, the best way is to phone him um, and because I, I get pretty in depth in that. It's a long ass <laughs> but I want to. I want to speak to you guys about your thoughts and feelings. So while oh, i go and make us a uh Matt I will Watson, leave you us. with this before you two have a chit rag. Oh energy. man, um, I think it was the strongest <laughs> episode of Doctor Who in terms of as it went out since 2010 in terms of how it made me go oh my god I really yeah. enjoyed that last 45 minutes enjoyed might be the wrong word I was really moved by that last 45 minutes yeah
2: will you talk um, I'll get the drink I'll get the no. ball no 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 no, no.
3: Oh, no, no. he's, oh, he's no, got no. YouTube yeah, videos dedicated we, to we, his thoughts and feelings we've got to
0: tell you what we
2: think
3: Chris
0: yeah and I will be listening just while I pour out Fisherman's Jizz or <laughs> whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> this is so disrespectful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, what, what, we can
3: have you, shown an absolute lack of respect. Can for you code on this the
2: Rosa chat from this point? <laughs>
0: Not from this point, right now. <laughs> yeah, yes, I shall.
2: <laughs> Hello, <laughs> the other bilge that preceded this. I like, Fisherman's bilge.
0: <laughs> are you talking about? Are you talking about the Moffat era? Lockkeeper's bilge. <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoyed Rosa. I think Rosa is the strongest oh episode gosh. of Doctor Who for years, um, because it was very moving. It was all handled. It was a very sensitive subject, but one that definitely needs to be spoken about, especially to British kids. But like, this is not something that's really taught over here it, to, no, to yeah. the extent of say like cons- the Romans. And well, the Tudors. Could, I, I'm
2: considerably older than the two of you. I think if you put your age, how old are you? I'm thirty. Are you thirty? I know, right. When did this happen? January. Your smooth leg. Your smooth legs make him you think you're about twelve. I, yeah. I wish I wasn't thirty, but I am. You should be modelling swimwear in them legs. The hell yeah. <laughs> and you're 20... twenty-seven. Seven. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I'm not the product of two of your ages. No, 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 no. That's no. Considerably no. older than I am. Yeah. But I'm older than you, right? Yeah. And when I was at school, I don't think we learned about anyone who wasn't white. Yeah. I don't remember.
0: But what about you two at school? Did you learn about um, this? I, I knew remember. about Rosa
2: Parks. I don't know
0: when I learned <coughs> about it. Yeah, her. I don't know when I did. I think it was something that I pursued afterwards. Like, I think I heard it referenced in something. Probably, like, I can't recall in a specific instance, but probably something like Star Trek The Next Generation or something. I remember yes, it being mentioned in, be in something like that. And going, <laughs> what's that about? And I, and I looked it up. I think I first looked it up. Um, in the school, the high school library. Actually, I had a quick peek. I couldn't find anything, and it stuck with me. And then a few years later, I remember looking up on the internet and going, "Oh, wow, okay," and and fill myself in a little bit. But again, like we're not as familiar with these events as say it's we'll be taught in American fuck. history. But also, like it's very we always joke about our like America focus just on American history, but that's a bit hypocritical because when you look at what's taught in British schools, at least as far as our generations were concerned, yeah we were just only ever really talk about British oh, history. I, I think, I think, <laughs> and yes. stuff that invaded British history, like the Roman empire and things yeah, like that. I, th-
3: I think it's, it's generally expected that a country's curriculum will focus on that
0: country's history. But this is, yeah, much absolutely, more, this is absolutely. much more a cultural thing and a racial <laughs> thing rather yeah. than a, like, it's not exclusive to American history. The, 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 the bus boycott no. and everything, Rosa Parks is making a stand. Like it's, it's, more something that we really should and it makes me think oh maybe stuff like that is about cultural history and racial history should be more of a focus in history class than well i think in the 90s
2: when i grew up it 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 sort of i i wouldn't say justifiably wasn't but you can see why people felt it wasn't because Hmm. on there wasn't such a kind of um I don't really remember that many black people being like in my class or whatever I don't think we were as consciously racially diverse no no as I, in I your generations an, and how we are I now. had an
3: overwhelmingly white primary in high school yeah I, was, I could count on maybe both hands the amount of um, people from a minority background that were in not not even in my ear, my entire school yeah, yeah. at the time. You were
2: definitely noticed if <laughs> oh, you were yeah, yeah, absolutely. if you were not white. Not in a bad way, necessarily, but you no, were I mean, obviously I mean, like, when
0: you're when you're younger you think about these things in sort of you know, yeah. pardon the pun, like more black and white kind of well, way. You sort of go like Oh right, like, it's like they're now, not white and they're not white and they're not white. Yeah, like oh, now okay. I
2: live in Wigan and whenever I see a black person I'm like, What? <laughs> 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 because you don't see black people really in wigan very often and i find myself staring which i think oh shit what am i doing and i kind of want to go over and go look i'm i used to live in london i'm fine with this uh it's weird it's a weird why are you running yeah (laughs) come back (laughs) um but the same with like uh any basically where i am in wigan now Hmm. anyone who is not white that's a curiosity right and yeah. it was a bit like that. I think when I was growing up, there were a lot of. Um, I think it's just indian in
0: Pakistani it, it, heritage, it, but it was yeah. For me. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, a couple of my second primary school like made me realise sort of how white my city was. Yeah, um, because my second primary school had a fair number in every class of of students who were of a different ethnicity than, yeah. than white British, and that made me sort of realise my previous primary school like, had been very sort of one kind of thing. Mm. I can't recall a single... Because Swinton's got a very big sort of um, mix uh, within there. It's it has now, wide we didn't yeah. when we were in school. Yeah, but like now currently like Swinton and Clifton, that surrounding area yeah. like, there's definitely more of an Asian community especially. Absolutely. Um, but there wasn't as much when we were there and then when I moved to the second primary school which was in within the Swinton area, I was like oh, okay, right. Yeah, all right. You notice these things more. But mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying, like, we don't really get taught about this stuff as much, whereas we really should have done. So Doctor Who had this wasn't you know, this wasn't its mission, but it had a responsibility when deciding to tell the story to tell it in a way that would be illuminating and educational for a younger generation mm-hmm. and be told with that care and dexterity, and most importantly, not overshadow the importance of what she did. Yeah. Yes with mm-hmm. sci-fi gobbledygook.
2: And also not to, to present the story without claiming to be
0: responsible for the story. That it's quite the opposite, to, in yeah, fact. Yeah, to uh... not remove her agency. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's what's beautiful about it. Like They do get in her life and they do get in her life to the point where they are on that bus on that fateful night. Mm. And one of them is the one who ends up tipping the scale to lead to the moment where she makes a stand. But at no point do they influence or inform Rosa Parks in a way that suggests they no. told her to do it. Yeah. They, which they is brilliant. They, like, they and, very and I consciously... think Mallory Blackman is a very big part of why yes. this script was handled so well. Um, because she's an author who is who has dealt with these concepts before. I was being told by, I think it was John at the weekend, that like uh, one of her books is about uh, a world like in which <clears> uh, white people of white skin you know like caucasian mm. are the minority and it's an interesting concept like mm. it's just told like hmm, how would this be different she's an extraordinary writer so and she, I, she's I think... very she's very race conscious and, and knows yes. like what's important and how to sensitively handle these things in a way that is entertaining yes but is also not uh not discriminating to anyone being involved no it's more theoretical stuff and a hey everyone's welcome come on in let's look at how this would be
2: i think with mallory and, uh, and various <laughs> kind Good of boy. children's authors yeah that they exist in a space that is so close to reality for children yeah the children's television and you know uh the obvious thing I'm talking about here is CBBC because they're the only. If you look at the Children's BAFTAs, they're pretty much the only game in town when it comes to drama. Yeah,
3: I saw. I saw the nominations. Yeah, from you ours might as well just go up like, to
2: Media City and just give eesh. them to people at the desk. Yeah, like, <laughs> to be honest, uh, this is for you. This is for you. Uh,
3: pass this along to the activist
2: Yeah, you? just turn up with a box. Uh, and <laughs> but Mallory and those kind of people, they they will go. Look, we're going to deal with these issues now. I know things like dumping ground and other things do deal with it, but she's very conscious that. Black people black children have a bigger culture in a way than sort of white children in, in Britain where their yeah. culture expands to America and other countries because they they're very much into the heritage where we come from. Yeah. Because there's that
3: there's a there's that greater sense of those people ha- having a having spread or yeah. being or being spread Thank you. Uh, out across the world, whereas as soon as a white population turns up somewhere they act as if they've been there forever
2: and i suppose it would be it's only natural in a way because uh, all right there are there are there are black people throughout british history oh, yeah. but significant numbers are relatively recent yeah so if you're a relatively recent arrival in a country oh, yeah. your culture is still going to have a tie somewhere else absolutely and mallory is very good at knowing that and understanding that yeah and what i thought was i mean i just thought well, I love you. Love? Did you love it? I, I, loved I, it. I loved it absolutely. I not
3: like, Oh my god! <laughs> I, it was just it, Um, it's. I think it's very telling that I was because my, my girlfriend and I we occasionally look after a baby half brother and her nephew. Yes. Um, we only had a her brother uh, for this one, but we haven't. But it's a long story. Anyway, but he's six. Yeah, and he's half Pakistani. Right, uh, um, and so he's kind of
2: target Doctor Who age as well. exactly, and he was rapt. Really, that's yeah. interesting because I was very yeah. concerned that. And he's not. He's he's one of he's he's one of those
3: lads who is, if he's into something, he's in it hundred yeah, percent, like all boys. <laughs> and, but if he's but if like if, if something has his attention, yeah, if something can grab his attention, it's got him. But what um, grabs his
2: attention? Then what was the thing that made him go? I
3: want to I see know. this. He just looked up and was just like. The first like ten fifteen minutes, he was when things started happening with with Rosa, really with that mm. character and the, and and the, and the fast dialogue and and the fun of it. He was just mesmerised by it, and this is a boy That's who interesting. this weekend the, he we <clears throat> he will often ask to watch a film that he likes, watch half of it and then go off and play with his Lego. Yeah, but that weekend we put on. Uh, the first two Lord of the Rings films over two days, mm. and he sat through both of those <laughs> wow. in their entirety. I set. can't sit through those movies. Um, um, them them. And then, but then, yeah, yeah, like he he would been <coughs> he went over with my parents to watch it because I try and watch Doctor Who and my dad whenever we can because it's a thing we bond over. And so we went over there before we took him back home to his dance, and so he was playing with some because my 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 grand-nephew has some toys that my parents have them a lot so he's playing with some of those toys and yeah like about know, about 10, 10 minutes into the episode the toys just stop and he's just looking up at the TV for the whole thing that's amazing because
2: like, logic it's not a flashy episode at no, all and logic and experience would tell you that if it's, there's not a monster in it you're going to lose yeah. it but it was, it was there was clearly something about
3: what was going on and what people were saying that was connecting with them. I don't know. Do you what think it had was, a but...
2: sense of importance? Definitely. It, it, it felt like it definitely was, this is this is going to mean something today,
3: and it, and because it meant something to every one of those characters on the screen. Yeah. I think the standout scene that everyone will pick out is on the bus itself, where Graham gets up, yes, and the dust doesn't sit back down, and he's and 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 you just see that and Bradley Walsh. Oh, man. Well, like, right. people, it's, it's that moment people goes, start to get on, I, and she's
0: like, I don't want to stay. be in for this. Yeah, because I, I don't he, want to be he realises he's the passenger who tips the numbers and it, it, it just, by staying and, on. And, and yeah. he's, he's so desperate to get out
3: of
2: there and not be a party to this. Mm.
0: Oh, it's just so good. It, yeah, um,
2: Joe Lidster, the writer from Sarah Jane and Talks With Another. Thing. Yeah,
0: wrote excellent stories like The Nightmare. He, he man, tweeted yeah. about
2: uh, the how he just went to pieces when he saw that.
0: Mm. yeah i felt it's such a beautiful moment i
2: this episode to me i don't i kind of scared to rewatch it because oh i've that it i recommend it <laughs> when i've watched the first episode of this series yeah i was like okay 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 this is this has got potential this is heading in the right direction the definitely. second week i was not so sure i didn't think it was quite nailing it it didn't
0: Quite, it felt very much like episode two syndrome. Yeah, like episode two of some shows, especially sci fi fantasy, is a bit. Yeah, it was all right. I think they just had to
3: work out how to get to the TARDIS and write 40 minutes of TV it, leading up to the
0: TARDIS. Yeah, that was, was, what one the, was one of the guys this past weekend said it. that it felt like, um, it felt like the ghost monument, the last 10 minutes were written, and then, and then they tried to work out how to get to there. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel Cause that, that last ten minutes is really warm and, and nice, and, and makes you feel all joyous. And yes, as, as, as Doctor and TARDIS are reunited, and our new cast get to see it for the first time, and mm. um,
2: it felt more tentative. Than the first episode. The first yes. episode felt like it was it was quite clear what the show was going to be about. The second episode seemed to be like, oh, we don't quite know what we're doing. Uh, here's a little mm. sort of trial. And here's thing. some talking bandages. Yeah, <laughs> kind of click. But this episode, now, now I think we're all in the sync world of going. We weren't big fans of the Capaldi era. No, we were very. No. I, I, I was very. I remember sitting in on this very sofa in this seat that I am in right now, watching yeah. with you, Chris Johnson the magician's apprentice episode one yeah and my i felt my entire body grieve because yeah. i felt like doctor who was over yeah and and this yeah. episode there was A something about times. it yeah from the minute it, it the title sequence finished and the tardis landed and all that there was something about it and i felt the exact reverse of that feeling mm. i felt like doctor yeah. who was back and I started getting really emotional about it yeah. because I knew, and I was like, I just was begging it to be good all the way. I was like, please don't fuck it up, please be good. <laughs> I was, we were so worried about this oh, episode going so into nervous. it, so nervous.
3: Because, like, oh, but
2: not just because of the substance, the subject matter, yeah, but, but, but also because also the series is finding its I feet and yes, it it it's regenerating. Good, but again, also,
3: because again, I don't, yeah. I don't believe that the previous creative team could have, could have handled no, the story I, well, again, with yeah. any
0: tactic I, whatsoever. This, no. this, um team, this current cast is the perfect place within the show's narrative to tell the story. I'm not even sure Russell just T. Just because Davis there no, no well, not, not. I, th- I think I think, he... Although I think he would have consciously worked up to a story like this by yeah. making sure certain characters had had certain experiences that we could get to yeah. that point. Because Russell's, Russell's era did touch on... Um, on racial sort of prejudices and things yeah. like that in, yeah. in Daleks in Manhattan. And in Shakespeare and Code, in it's mentioned. Shakespeare Code and very specifically in human nature. Yes. Um, I think Russell... It, it, so so they, 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 they have the place within the narrative and the cast of characters available to tell a story like this. But I think they would have worked more toward leading to telling a story like this. Whereas right now it's just it's a perfect marriage of subject mm. and and p- position within the show's narrative and also the, and the because time of characters being on that, a sunday because of characters that we feel upset like we're all i think we're all after episode one a bit myth that grace is a character that did not carry on beyond episode oh, one yeah, yeah. but because of her story the impact of this week was even well, her stronger. presence her presence, constantly felt through grace this week. Like well, so I much
3: think of him, of him and a, a, Ryan's relationship is informed
0: by her. The loss of her is also hopefully going to be the yeah. thing that draws Ryan and Graham closer together. It's gonna it's, like this week, like Graham sort of says, yeah. "I wish she was here." And there's that moment, it lets you settle on it, and then Ryan immediately, without even sort of a shot to show he's thinking of that, mm. tries to make him feel better by going, "I don't." She start a riot, and it makes him mm. laugh, and you realize they're bonding over her. And how she would feel about this. And mm. how they feel about her not being here to see this. Yeah. And, and I
2: think what's interesting about her yeah. is that she's set up, isn't she, in episode one as being like the person who should be Super a companion. Man, yeah. Yeah. She should be a companion because she loves it. She's, she's, she's just, just brilliant. So you, you have to in tell her off. In yeah. <laughs> Which is... Can't, you're
0: not allowed to enjoy it. She dives yeah. right in and that's why it's really exciting.
3: Because you're like, I think, yeah! I think for me as well, it's a stylistic thing about why this works so well. And why it might not have worked with Russell Steve Davis' stuff. Because Rusty. for me... This is an observation. reason that, that I've that, i know I'm where, gonna, I think I'm going to agree with you because I, I think I know where you go. I know I have, am only three episodes in to Chibnall's reign. so <laughs> of terror. So I'm not. <laughs> so this this is not based on quite a lot of evidence because obviously his other work has been under other showrunners, yeah, and had that flavour. But you can feel it already. Yeah, mm. but for me, it feels like Russell's stuff was, it was. It's the name of the Sci-fi fantasy adventure adventure with a dramatic window dressing. Whereas this is the other way around. It's a character drama with sci-fi fantasy window dressing.
2: Russell's era was Saturday night telly. Yeah, exactly. And you don't put Rosa Parks on a Saturday night at half past six. Mm. That's Mm. not going (laughs) to (laughs) work. And with John Barrowman popping up. You know, that... (laughs) I absolutely (laughs) love... Rosa Parks, give me a kiss. I, I love... The rusty Davis era. I'm becoming convinced it was possibly the best era of Doctor Who that there will ever be. Because it because it's so.
3: But it all the fact that it it was so good and it is now heading in the right direction again, whilst being tonally completely different, says a lot about what the show can be.
2: Well, uh, the reason I say that, that about flexible. Rusty is because I think it just came at the right time for oh, television. Absolutely, absolutely. Where there was the ability to have a Torchwood, there was the ability to have Sarah Jane Adventures, there was the. Yeah. Product, the support for merchandise that's a that's not gonna happen again. Like you watch that Russell T. Davis stuff now
3: and you and you are very conscious that it, it, it has aged. It is of its time. Oh yeah.
2: Not yeah. badly. No. But it's just like any it's, old any television
3: yeah, from that period. It is so it, it is so encapsulated in that time and place.
2: Mm. Um and totally and, and with with uh, Moffat it's too flippant. Yeah, there's a flippancy about it. Well,
3: this has come up a lot. This, the idea I've, I've seen multiple people um, like uh, put forward this idea. Uh, Chris as well. Moffat is terrified of death and finality because none of his none of his plots and stories have any weight because any any finality is reversed or sidestepped by the things that happen so yeah. even when he's tra- when he's trying to be grave and serious he has to be flippant about it eventually because he doesn't he, he has to stay away from that finality
2: but do you know what? do you know what I've realised and and it was actually I think it was Tom Spilsbreed the ex Doctor Who uh, magazine editor on yeah. Twitter that made me think about this that actually I thought that but actually Moffat's era is full of death and full of grief but they all get but if you watch the do, fans' videos yeah. of
0: Moffat's Greatest Fear, you'll... Well, yeah. I, I've
2: seen it. And, and, but what I think it's is a load of shit. that <laughs> Moffat isn't afraid of killing people off. He's afraid of the audience seeing them die and having the grief for themselves because I find out the finality yeah. of the Dick is actually what Clara is here, what was frightened of. does go off in the TARDIS but at some point she's going to have to come back and someone made a very good observation it possibly was Tom Spillsbury that in the in uh, the Twice Upon a Time show when she comes back she's in the same clothes she was in in Face the Raven yeah so the idea that she had to go back and die you know pretty much uh, Nardole's pretty much dead Bill actually is dead um Amy and Rory are dead So what he doesn't want to do is allow you as a viewer to have the death yeah. and have the grief. Because, yeah. to be fair, like Russ Davis said, it's not the kind of show on a Saturday night where you kill people. Whereas, what's uh, it except about? when you do. Yeah. <laughs> no, <it's>, what not <laughs> history suggests you would, but I don't yeah, even, like, yeah. it's <laughs> Nowadays, because yeah. I think he makes a very good point in the writer's tale about how single camera television is a very different way of seeing the world than multi-camera multi-camera feels artificial Mm. single camera feels real Mm. so if you kill someone in a single camera show it's far more uh upsetting yeah but i think what's interesting about chibnall is there's been this i don't think i think we really underestimated how big a shift it was going to be tonally and everything else moving to a sunday yeah because i couldn't even i couldn't imagine this episode going out after strictly on a sad night it's not got the bombast
3: no and that's what i mean by 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 when i when i surmise that it is and i imagine the rest of the season is probably going to be like this it's going to be very character focused with sci-fi trappings on the edges like one of the complaints that came out of um the woman who fell to earth was that the the villain was so inconsequential and and sort of flims it but because he's not it's not about him he's an no. obstacle that is set up for the characters to overcome it's about the characters finding each other and, and and and
2: um you know developing that relationship it's almost borderline but it isn't this and i did worry that it might become this a doctor a version of doctor who that is too worried about people thinking it's doctor who if that makes sense, I see what you mean. It's yeah, almost yeah. like yeah. it's a drama yeah. that just happens to have Doctor Who in it. Yeah. Now, episode two turned that on its head, and I was like, okay, good. He's not going down that. No, road. no. Because the last no. thing you want to be as Doctor Who is to be embarrassed to be Doctor Who. No. Which sometimes Moffat's era did feel like sometimes, where yeah, he I backed know. off the. I, I, yeah, I the don't think it's it's
3: it's pushing the 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 sci-fi fantasy trappings to the to the sides. Uh, because it's ashamed of him, it's just more interested in them. I think. Yeah. I think particularly the Moffat era got so caught up in mythology building, <laughs> yeah. and fucking mm. uh, the 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 grand scale uh, uh, and mm. prophecies. And yeah, the complexities, all, all of, sorts, of, and of it's just storytelling. And but none of it meant anything because you didn't care about anybody. Because at least one of the lead characters was a different
2: character from story to fucking story. But what's quite nice about it, I mean, I know we're supposed to be talking about Rosa, but what's quite nice about these different areas now is that, and I I was trying to explain this to someone about things like Time and the Rani. Mm. At the time when you watched them, you were like, what the hell has happened to the show? But now you're in a different era. You can look back and go, oh, actually, I quite like that. Or I see that in a different context. I'm, I'm than,
3: always going to have have a soft spot for Trial, and, trial of the Time. I'm oh, sure. it's good news. It? <laughs> but every good.
2: week on a Saturday when you were a kid, no one else, literally no one else was watching it because it was rating like five million. Yeah. At the same time, EastEnders was rating like 30 million. Yeah. Mm. And no one was watching it and I was going to school going, hey, I love Doctor Who and they were like, go fuck yourself. And I was like, yeah, I'm the only one who will. <laughs> hey! It was like... You know, Legally. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like... So so let's get back on Rosa which uh, which is um it's interesting because i was I was nervous to a point, but I know Mallory Blackman's work, and I thought okay, that could go well uh but I was nervous it was gonna be Doctor Who versus racism, yeah, and the last thing anyone needs really is a on the nose don't be racist kids vibe because yeah. that's like uh, what I thought was really interesting about the episode is that it was, for me, wasn't, this is going to sound absurd, but it wasn't so much about racism for me. It wasn't? It didn't feel like it was about racism. It no. all right, Historically, of course it is. But the tone, the, the theme of it wasn't, hey, kids, don't be racist. It was almost like be courageous Yeah. like stand yeah. up it wasn't for... it wasn't
3: telling you not to do a bad thing yes. it was telling you to always do good
2: things yeah because there was uh, there was a very obvious opportunity when the the that quite hot guy from the storm cage thing
0: Kraskow.
2: He was Graskow. who was in a way the worst villain you could invent, but also the best villain for the story. Oh, yeah, because he's just a shitty space <laughs> racist. Yeah, it's just like just that's.
0: Shit. It's just like
3: I'm <laughs> a, a shit he racist. Is, he is a future <laughs> version of all the MRA wankers um, and yeah, fucking crowd it, boys. It, I, um, I realized, boys some, I realized and shit.
0: something on my rewatch when the <clears> doctor's interrogated him, which was the scene. Now I've said this on the thingy, but like. There's usually a scene in early into A Doctor's Run where you go, yes. oh, there they are. Yes, And it yes. was that scene for them. Yes. It was just her facing off against Oh, me. I loved it. Yeah. So good. Um, but the, there's something about that scene on the rewatch that I realised. There's no inclination to his racism up to that point until later in that scene where he mentions that that was the... She says, why do you want to change it? And he's like, because that's the day it all went wrong. Mm. And they don't outright say it. They say his last scenes where he sort of makes a direct like statement of yeah, like, yeah. "I'm a racist." Your
3: kind should know their place. Yeah. Which is like, um, um, but also I up, think like up, up to that
0: point. Oh no, sorry. But, uh, yeah, go on because I've no, f- just because so. it's gone. Uh, but he says, "Um, he, yeah, he says like that's the day it all went wrong." And on my rewatch, she sort of looks at him in a way where she's like, "Right, you've confirmed it. Like what I suspected. Like there's a look on her face of basically, so racism's your motivation, okay?" But before that, he talks about why he was put in Stormcage. He says, no one ever got yeah. hurt. Well, maybe people got killed. Well, maybe a few hundred, thousand, two thousand tops. And they really make a thing. And the way he performs it's really good. Because they make a thing of like, oh, this is someone who likes hurting people. Mm. And it's happy he's got a record of, of murder. It's like he, which, he gets does, happier as he remembers it. Yeah. yeah. And then you find out what his motivation is. And I'm wondering yeah. whether or not most of, if not all of his uh, victims have been racially motivated killings. It would not surprise me. Which makes him really a one note, but obviously one note in a dramatic sense of like, oh, well, he's just got one thing going for him, but it's a real world thing, which is a fucking horrible thing. And it's a real big deal right now. It makes him actually probably one of the worst people who's ever been on the show as a character, like as a a villain. Like, yeah, he's one note as a villain in the dramatic sense, but when you realise the weight of, and on my second watch, picked up on that and thought hang on is that related Mm. it's like oh you are one of the nastiest pieces of work this show's ever had on as a villain but you know what's interesting he's the Daleks without the allegory or the metaphor do you remember um, of course you will remember kill the moon
2: Hmm? how could I do you
0: remember how it starts no no, I don't recall. I, I, I can't remember fair, the girl's I'm, name. I mostly try to forget later <clears throat> series eight and all of series nine. Yeah. I, I remember the girl's name, the black girl
2: from school. Uh, oh God! Of course,
0: Courtney? the story is about—is it Courtney or something like that? Cool. Yeah, and it's about take it
2: her being the first woman on the moon, right? And they mention Obama later. Yeah, yeah. And obviously Ryan's got all this stuff going on. And I thought to myself You know what's potentially actually possibly suggested about this is that And you remember Danny Pink. Shove Dolly off the table, sorry. I'm not touching this (laughs) cat. Cat, I'm trying to make a good point here.
0: Dolly. (laughs) Bugger off. There you go. Fuck off, Dolly. Um, Ever since it's been clear, they keep trying to sit on it. It's remember really the,
2: the Danny Pink relative who is on some who, planet? Who doesn't somewhere. exist?
0: Yeah. Based on the now, continuity after that, he doesn't exist.
2: There's a legacy there of of, of black okay. characters mm-hmm. going forward in the future on other planets yeah. and the rest of it. Yeah. There is the potential thought that his character is, is trying to adjust history in a racial way because of what the success of black people in the future might do to other planets or might do to someone he knows or you know there is a potential thought there that the fact that black people became more kind of liberated and all the rest of it so
0: yeah it adds that idea that maybe his his racism isn't just like you know cut and dry it's just that it's like he's he was motivated the same way that People grow up to be racist usually because their parents or their influences. Teach but also, teach them I, don't, to be. I
2: don't think racism in a kind of skin color way. I mean, there's right. a potential of racism towards humans. Yeah, that, because oh, yeah. there's no yeah. suggestion that he's human. That's true. Ah, very true. Yeah. It could be yeah, yeah. that actually, what is being said there. I mean, yeah. I'm probably reading really in far more into it than there is. But there, but I did think I, I thought I wonder if he is against human progression and because uh, he's he much
0: further along yeah into, because he's seen what this moment will yeah. trigger
2: i.e obama first girl first black person on the moon you know all these things yeah. that could be the case that actually it's the it's the black side of our uh species that goes on and progresses and becomes great who knows that's, that's, I, that's i think that's, that's how how actually I'm a, a that. decent a decent
3: uh reading of it because it be, it makes racism even more backwards as a concept because then it means that racism <laughs> is inherently yeah. anti-progress. Mm. Yeah. Which I think it ca- it is, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so it it, it gives an even deeper significance to book racism. But he cares think. enough
0: to have mm. like yeah. sourced a vortex manipulator. Nice bit of like nice bit of continuity yeah, without... without making a thing of it. He's yeah. using a piece of tech that was like primarily a focus mm. in series 1 and in Torchwood. And he was locked in a prison that was a big focus of a character's story arc in series five and six. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a throwaway reference. To well, nice though, it? it was nice that wasn't it? was good That's That's how you do continuity. Because yeah. you don't need to know it's as a viewer. It's just a little treat for people to go, oh, I remember that.
2: Yeah. You don't need to know as a viewer, do you? They, there's no like, yeah. when the, Peter Capaldi no. saw sh- his face and we oh, remember yeah. that 10 years yeah. ago story. The show's, matter, the show's not matter. going, remember
0: this? It's mm. going, Yeah. Yeah, it's going. This so is part of our it, universe, yes. I can will ignore it. I didn't it. even realize the stone cage thing until after we finished watching it. John went, "Oh, and they mentioned stone cage." I was like, "What's that?" And he went, "The prison that River was kept in." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, you're right." I yeah. knew it was
3: familiar, but yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's just a prison." Mm. Have you heard it before? But it also, but it great, also means not, that he's got mean. out of
0: prison. He's been fixed with something that stops him from murdering. And yet, is still so determined to affect this event that he manages to get all of a vortex manipulator mm. and go back to try and disrupt it. It sounds like he went back and then was like, "Right, how do I do this?" Do you think he's begun you're... to set the to set the foundation and has then just stuck around to make sure it happens, or in this case, doesn't happen? But also, I mean, it, it actually,
2: in hindsight, the
0: whole episode was about little things. Mm. But also, it,
2: it, it what a what a what a huge.
0: <laughs> oh, that cat, sake, woman,
2: that, that, uh, cat loves I the to microphone. No, if, to... if she comes, do you mind removing
0: do her from the room? Sorry, Matt I to I'll the remove. Trap out of a What uh, a pop her out actually through the back door. Get that, that way, way man. Get that yeah. We're getting rid of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. What's happening right now behind the uh, scenes?
2: Right now, behind the scenes, there is a cat being escorted off of the premises. By Matthew Watson, who has vacated the premises. And has smooth legs. He's currently, uh, I don't know what he's doing with a cat. Are you abusing that cat? What are you
0: doing? He's gone for the cat's bum again. Oh, no. you can't resist a cat's ass, can you? You can't resist a cat. You can't ass. resist it. So, a thought's just hit me another bit behind the scenes. What What time's your latest train? Oh, God, not for hours. Okay, because I'm just um, thinking about food. It is.
2: <laughs> it is like, just uh, to say like a um, about this guy. <laughs> how amazing actually when you think about it Mm -hmm. is it he is useful as a statement piece to show how important Rosa Parks is because he actually came all the way back in time yeah to stop that one to stop a lady
0: getting on a bus that's how that's how he tries to disrupt it it it, it, Yeah.
2: yeah that's incredible yeah that says I never really thought about that but that that sort of tells you if nothing else how important
0: what she did was. This story was handled so well. Oh, and so I think a good. big part of that is Mallory Blackman's input. Absolutely. yes. It's the casting. Yeah. It's... She's great. In it's the choice to... And I think another reason why kids really engage with this, other since you talk about mm. like, I've been really into it. I think the reason why kids really engage in this, yeah. some of it is probably down to the the plotting nature and the teamwork nature from the main cast.
3: Absolutely. Oh, they were because great.
0: Because that's such a, like, kids and family entertainment sort of trope the gang getting together to like right so you need to do this <laughs> yeah. you go and do that and we'll do this because yeah. that element was in there when they realised right he's changed things enough that it could stop this event mm. happening tomorrow you do this you're going to go and do this you're going to do that it's like that planning thing right down to and this was really cool we spotted this on Sunday Um, there's a time meddler easter egg oh they write down on the wall, when you see the full wall, yeah, you know, that point, slightly pointless motel. wall that one of them is there. a list, and it's like the, 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 the sort of the list, and it's laid out the same way as the meddling books. Oh, where it's no like, way. time, do that. You know, where, he, where he, here he's yeah, got yeah. like one, two, three, four, five, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. do this, do yeah, this, do yeah, this, do yeah. this. It's written and worded in word really <laughs> similar and it's laid out exactly the same. Oh, because this, this episode, Lucy and I were talking about this, it's like, this episode is the, the closest it resembles in terms of a Doctor Who story. Yeah. Is the time medal? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, he is the with time medal much medal different guy, with
0: much mean? different stakes yes. going on, yeah. but it's that same thing of somebody comes back knowing that if they change things slightly here mm. it will have a big effect later mm. difference here is the motivations is racism difference in the time meddler is a time a rogue time lord is like i just think that he'd make a better king <laughs> and, and I'd, I'd stick around to watch it i think that'd be see, fascinating i'm does not think, he doesn't think of the weight of it i'm see, this guy is fully you, aware of the weight of
2: it the more you talk about that the more i think this guy isn't racist I do think it's a turning point in human history. I think that's well, what he's doing
0: It's definitely, it's definitely okay. a racial motivation mm. to a degree. In a broad but, sense. but we don't yeah. know. We don't know. I see. I'd, I, I, I posit that that concept is definitely open. I completely agree with you. That is a that is a, a possibility, and mm. it's more that he's like that racial and social progress led to this happening, which led to this happening, which led to this happening. Which led to this happening, which I want to change, and we don't know necessarily whether that's racially motivated or not. And he's, just, no. he's pinpointed it here, but I would argue that that it's more likely to be the racial motivation. Occam's based, raised it, that based shit. just on what he says in his last scene, and in the context of the episode, yeah, yeah like when when he you know what he refers to Ryan as in the last scene, it's like. Okay, no, you are... Oh, yeah, you see, you watched
2: it twice. I've only watched it once. And I did... I watched most of it through the lens of tears in my eyes with joy that the show was great. But it also (laughs) led
0: that beautiful punching moment as well where you, like, as if you punch the air when Ryan zaps him with the... the Uh, displacement thing. Which is interesting. And you're like, great, because the the episode's really hammered in that it doesn't kill you. Yeah. It just sticks you somewhere where you can't... And all of the stuff he's been zapping has gone to the far future... Because he's probably intending... He's probably sent it to where he's from. So he's intending, when I'll go back, I'll go through all the stuff. And I'll, you know, I might be able to sell some stuff and use this and whatnot. Because he only really uses it in self-defense a couple of times. Mm. Like Because he implies... He tries to shoot the TARDIS. Yes. And then later on, it's a TARDIS, isn't it? He's mm. like, well, oh, I could probably fetch a few quid. And she's like, no, nah, I wouldn't. Like It's been terribly looked after. One kill or so. <laughs> the mileage is... The, she's you know, great. She's so, so some great dialogue in and this There's episode. some... Re- Dan was talking about this at the, the watch the other day. He said there's some of the funniest stuff in this as well. It's when when they come out and Graham just turned
3: around and like, are we going to stop anywhere else (laughs) (laughs) today?
2: Brandy Walsh, my God. I mean, I think he's made one of the most important contributions to the show ever. He is such a... He's
0: granted us something that we've all wanted since 2009 but couldn't have, which is... Wilf is now in the show. Well, Wilf (laughs) and... Like, um, that warm, grandfathery character, but instead of being the warm, twinkly granddad, it's the the lovable, awkward granddad. (laughs) Well, we got it with
2: Brian, didn't we, um... Uh, Rory's dad for a bit yeah but He's that essentially was essentially the which again Chidwell kind of handled yeah. yeah absolutely Yeah, and yeah. the only scene that got cut out of Angels in Manhattan to my memory was, was the, the one where he went and told him that his children would, his child was dead yeah yeah. and so that's that says a lot about I think that Moffat era of going we can lose that and
0: you're like, whoa. <laughs> I, I, I agree with what you said. This is a character drama that has just been told through a lens of sci-fi. Yeah. and Where, Whereas think, a sci-fi show that sometimes deals in character drama like the previous... As, sort of as, as, as a flavour mm-hmm. for the show under Chibnall,
3: I think that's a really good direction to take it. Because that's clear... Looking at the work he's done outside of Doctor Who, that's clearly what he's good at. Yeah, he's clearly churches. interested in genre. Yeah. Um, because because he's worked on Doctor Who before and he's clearly into it. But he, as a writer, his forte is character drama.
2: I get the sense Chibnall is, yeah, absolutely. I get the sense he is a ITV nine o'clock style drama Mm. uh, writer by Instinct but a Doctor Who fan. I don't get oh, the yeah, feeling yeah. he's a sci-fi fan.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: but uh, actually, looking at one of the ways sci-fi. I mean, if the guy's going to appear on a BBC show and his team's to complain about the right <laughs> thing like he's, yeah. inv- he's definitely invested. That always but, makes
2: me feel about, better about when I have haunting dreams about potentially taking over Doctor Who in 10 years <laughs> and people quoting things I've said about other... I just think, well, if Chibnall can get away with it, and he said it to their faces. Yeah, yeah. Like True. I could get away with, with, with a that.
0: terrible haircut. And a, <laughs> oh, chibbers! He's it, very polite. Very, very much it, in, in a fair. teenager is invited to be on television to speak. so he's like, mm, I should probably dress up and make myself. What yeah, well, we did yeah. in the eighties. We were nice like that. I, I <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he, he's, um, a, hes a bloody
0: lovely man as well. I'll tell you he's that a, for a, now.
2: I just think the way he has taken on Doctor Who. And done the only thing that you could have done with it, which is basically change pretty much everything. Move it to a Sunday, make the Doctor a woman... Which actually really, I forget completely all the time that yes. she's even a woman. It, it was almost, the show jar- reminds it was like almost me.
0: jarring this week when the guy said, ma'am. And she went, yeah, she went, still getting used to that. Yeah, and when Brian, me Bradley, go, Bradley like,
2: Walsh what? pretended to be, and he put his arm round her, and she was like, what? <laughs> 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 I, I, because
0: you
3: know under Muffat, you would have yeah. been getting boob jokes oh, every five man. Been, Well, found- these
2: are getting in the way. Yeah, I mean, you know. Every I've, five the, fucking the, the, minutes. The
0: only thing that the Doctor is being sort of confused by having since, like, you know, Change gender is pronouns. Is pronouns. That's the only thing that's confusing. <laughs> yeah. Confusing though. She's like, oh yeah, like she's so going, Oh yeah, right. Cool. I haven't questioned, which, which makes sense because the doctor has lived for thousands of years, and as a bloke, yeah. So so the, the pronouns would be probably the only thing that makes her go, oh yeah, yeah. yeah this episode so
3: <laughs> particularly gave me what I was always intrigued about with about a, with a female doctor, especially once Jodie Whittaker was cast. Mm. Is having that. Um, dynamic where you have a physically s- smaller and less imposing presence in the, especially in the cultures that that she's going to be. Yes, she's interacting naturally
2: pr- pr- she's naturally looked a weaker yeah. human
3: being. Yeah, and, and 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 culturally as as people as because yeah. when you when you when
0: you're intergalactic thugs are squaring up, yeah. they're now not looking at the oh you smart you know you smart me like scientist idiot like yeah. I'll knock you out. It's like. Run on, darling. But like, I, the attitude that they're sort of taking. But, it's like but yeah. standing there and is, having
3: yeah. that spine of steel and that presence.
0: Yeah. Oh god, when she faces something like, against Crasco, like she evens the score yeah. in a way that you can tell's pissing him off. Yeah. But she even I mean, the bit that solidified that you know, like the, the the way the show's handling it is perfect yeah. is when she enrages him enough that he goes to throttle her to death. And she's just mm-hmm. like go for it go for it and, and like obviously he's doing it for a moment and then the, like, the chip thing kicks in which yeah. again another Chibnall subtly influenced by Buffy thing yeah. going on there because Chibnall uh, is co-writing credit on this episode I think it was more a case of Mallory wrote it and then Chibnall the, comes in and ties yeah. it to TV yeah. um, I, the same way that we now know sort of retroactively Moffat did with like Neil Gaiman for example and Richard Curtis um so, was Richard, Richard Curtis up. was more, yeah. more like, au fait with it, of course, like, being a film writer, primarily. Mm. Um But, yeah, uh, like, that's a Spike thing in Buffy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the initiative, give him a chip, mm. but, um, stops him from killing. Uh, it's... Uh, or kill, like killing humans.
2: But it's theme. interesting that,
0: you know, talking about the gender thing... Mm. But, yeah, like, she, she just, like, he goes for it, and you can think he's just thinking, I'm just going to mm. strangle this woman to death, and she sort of allows it to happen, and then she I, faces him down, the way he physically... It's directed, her character, the way it's written, the way she handles it. I always thought that was an interesting
3: aspect of casting a a woman Mm. or would be. Especially with the historicals as well. Yeah, Yeah. having that um, strength and presence and command in situations and societies where she would be viewed as inferior, especially by villainous characters. But
2: Mm -hmm. what's interesting is so far, actually when you look at it, the only people who view it that way are the humans, because yeah. I yeah. don't recall in the Ghost Monument, not a monument. I can't speak because the, the Ghost Billy Who that one, <laughs> yeah, uh, episode two. Yeah, I a a can't a recall any. Yeah. I can't remember Tim Shaw going, "Oh, you're a woman," no, no, whatever, no I don't which care. would have happened under Moffat. Oh, I yeah. think yeah, and certainly would have. How oh, dare you? I wouldn't have done would have that. No, well, but based have on in based on the examples the McGann movie or whatever, you know, but that Krasko, he didn't care. Krasko sounds like a discount like supermarket. You know? <laughs> Krasko, Scandinavian for space races. <laughs> it sounds like some. Uh, uh, this used to happen in Shepherd's Bush, where you'd get a Polish supermarket or a shop would open up, and it would try to play on the Tesco thing. So we had, I'm sure we had There's a, there's a, there's a few smaller shops around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is really, ages one called
0: Teco. Yep. And it's just Tesco, right. but they've got rid of the a of second scene yeah. in the same font. I'm yeah. sure
2: we had uh, Tesca in uh, Shepherd's Bush. It sounds like Crasco is like yeah. a sort of yeah. version of that. Um, but that... He, he doesn't ever, <laughs> that I recall, look at her, talk to her in any way like she's a woman. No, He yeah, like, knows like that she is a, a time as, lord,
0: yeah. not yeah. a woman. Or at least he's piloting a TARDIS. He's, yeah. he's got that. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: that's really interesting. And I, and and you know, that this series is so much more progressive mm. in that sense than we're a lot. How many years are we away now from that whole, a woman in a tight skirt or whatever it was that Matt Smith line
0: where he is a mystery wrapped enigma wrapped in a skirt. It's just a little bit too tight. Yeah. Which is really weird. Cause so it's like, uncomfortable. why is he saying that? yeah like fair enough if this doctor's sort of a bit flirty but why would the, this doctor say that that and also, seems really odd isn't that and then his
2: follow up line is something like what's wrong with time and he goes a woman yeah what happened to time <sighs> what happened to time you know what happened to time 2011 which woman, doesn't even feel that long ago but it was that it's mm. almost
3: like the show was under control of someone who was really out of touch and has odd gender politics
0: Speaking of odd gender politics, <laughs> um, yes, the emails. Well, yeah, Jesus Christ, I, before this before is long. Before we crack on, I just want to show you the picture we were talking about this before the episode. Uh, one of the effects team—double mm, yep. check Queers, is—posted a picture. Uh, I'm not sure what the original source one is, but uh, a photo of a prop from Arachnids in the UK. Oh yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, based on that. the trailer for Arachnids in the UK, the full TV one, not the weird little stinger that was totally very odd at the end of the credits Ooh. of Rosa. Mm. Um, uh, there's definitely some CGI going on in this one. I don't like spiders. <laughs> I'm fascinated by spiders. I think they're really interesting animals. I'm fascinated by them, but I'm also very, very much fascinated by things that scare me. Uh, there's a reason I'm massive on the child's play films. Mannequins, dolls, and dummies freak me out. Mm. So because of that, I become fascinated with it, and then I really get into Are it. Are you fascinated because you want to cure yourself? No, I just, I just, I. I'm, I'm interested in what scares me. So, like, if I see a film that really freaks me out, I suddenly want to know all about that movie. Um, same with, like, ventriloquist dummies haunt him if he is. They, they freak me out. And yet, you know, you were in a bloody <laughs> video with one. Yeah. At least twice I've yeah. welcomed one that was purpose built to
2: look sinister yes. into this house. I've lived in this house where we had. Uh, Clever. Venture—I can't even say the word because I've had too much wine.
0: <laughs> uh, That's So, adult- so just say got, I got- <laughs> <laughs> But like, so, so, but, so, I'm, but I'm fascinated by things that freak me out. Um, spiders, especially. The one type of spider I—I'm really <laughs> unnerved by though is a house spider. Which, ironically, is the one that you'll see the most. You know like, what? If garden spiders, to... I think, are lovely. Do you remember that one used to live in the window when you were crashing here? Yeah. And it was in the window for like, oh, a yeah. month. yeah. This garden spider with this big bum and its little legs are just sat in the middle of a web and we'll watch it eat flies. Great. Yeah, you would have, have liked it if it had a big ass. <laughs> you <I laughs> could a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> house house little scritch. With a
2: little uh, sort of uh, cocktail. Oh,
0: now, oh <laughs> you like that butt scratch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lean no. into that. Um, house spiders freak me out because they're long, gangly legs and their speed when they get freaked out they leg it across the floor freaks me out that glimmer of a spider in the arachnids in the UK trailer that's a house spider like the brown the long little mandibles the legs against the door and for those who don't want spoilers yes there's big spider possibly more than one in this episode and someone posted a photo of the prop from the props team and Matt there it is this, oh, is the, this, is the one, this is the one this is the one that will be I assume used for reference and to fill in, you know in shots and stuff because I think now, s- we've now seen CGI as part of yeah. it I think they're selling those at Costco, uh, Costco it looks like the one from Costco doesn't it I think they bought a Costco one and tied it up
2: it's entirely possible oh a giant spider yeah I think they bought it from Metabolist 3 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll say that again. Metabilis three. Thank you, Mr. Smith.
0: But um but you see what I mean? Metabilis it's got, three. It's got the it's got like the longhouse spidery legs yeah. and the little uh, now it's very similar to the ones that you can get at Costco. So many eyes. Um, so many eyes. If, now you've said that, I wonder whether or not that's I think it is just odd. a big one from Costco. But you know but what? Wonder, all the stuff around it suggests Prop Warehouse and it was posted by oh, one of the no, effects guys I originally, think, uh, look, so, I Yeah, but that's, the, uh, that's
2: like uh, Matt Irvin and all those people in the 70s used to get Airfix kits yeah. Yeah. And well, that, old yeah. Well, that's the thing. Def-
0: the Costco one definitely has like little gaps in it. You remember it has the little black pipes in between the, the notches of the limbs. Yeah, I think that's that what... doesn't. So it no, it does. It's well, that, that that's the joint. Like, no, 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 no. But bite. I mean, like, it has the, the really obvious one. Whereas there, that sort of. What, like that massively puppet. obvious joint? Yeah, With the word good, Costco <laughs> 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 Please yeah. return Anyway, I mean, that's just good. That's just good. How long is this podcast? Too long. Oh! we're encroaching on the record we're encroaching on the record because I want to
2: break the record because
0: screw John Branston. Um, well oh my god <laughs> screw that man Tom Tom
2: I'm going his... to break your record John Tom well, Monty sent us got a, a lovely, lovely long, long email so oh read the it. email
3: very um, slowly
2: <laughs> 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 this is called to Tom Monty he says dear not Chris not Tom Monty Tom Tom Monty is he back from Africa and the expedition in his pith helmet Um, has he returned with a giant lion upon a plum his visage he's wearing lion vest uh, like
3: wow. and the hunter dear Chris and Matt <laughs> Chris it was a treat what to what about him. me well, he doesn't know you're he here fuck this I'm going to extend the invitation to you thank you I feel on I feel Tom's behalf dear Chris and Matt and <laughs> engorged
1: <laughs> and <cash. laughs>
3: um, Chris it was a treat to hear. you for he
2: those uh, behind the scenes uh, Matt is now reading from an iPad <laughs> and iPad. It's, it's not an
3: iPad, but yeah. What is it? It's it's an Android tablet. It's an old tat. You it's got a um, it's a Asus. Um, <laughs> You're an Asus Zenpad 10. Um, dear Chris and Matt Chris it was a treat to hear your thoughts on 5 Who Fans post episode discussion mm. so the questions will be more for Matt but Chris feel free to input or repeat <laughs> your thoughts or just fuck off that was me I, I didn't right. wow that's uh, cruel <laughs> I've seen Rosa listeners are pretty intense I've seen Rosa and it's the strongest of the series for me so far but I had problems with oh, it oh go fuck yourself <laughs> what's his name Tom Monty Tom Monty my biggest annoyance was the use <laughs> of the song oh. Rise Up oh god R- no I'm sorry <laughs> but really didn't work know. for me I
0: don't think you should read it out because now, I, I negativity I did,
3: I
2: did
0: see that complaint there's a common complaint and um, um, people um, can literally let
2: me finish let me
0: finish let me finish
2: I want to hear more from Tom Monty.
3: I hated it, in fact. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, fuck
2: off, Tom since
3: Monty. This is, <laughs> since this is Sagan Akinola's first series, I don't see why they didn't just get him to come up with some emotional piece That would have done the job. He had done an amazing job with the score up until that point in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Despite the lyrics obviously being relevant, I thought it was out of place to have a mainstream <laughs> track with lyrics play over a scene in Doctor Who whilst Vincent and the Doctor also used a song with lyrics it wasn't the one you'd rec- it wasn't one you'd recognise and I think to have a song as well, well it was no in 2010 that, I just yeah, don't think it belongs and brought me out of the scene what was the song in Vincent and the
2: Doctor uh, oh uh, it Christ it was um, that band it's that band that <coughs> the yeah. <coughs> <da da coughs> <da da> <coughs> that that one yeah oh when I... they called Elbow was it them
0: Elbow
2: I think I
0: think it was Elbow it was definitely current at the time. So I remember going, oh, it's this song. Yeah. Um, I I respectfully disagree, Tom. Thoughts on the
3: use of the song? is, that it, and, uh, I have little to no opinion.
0: Sorry, could you um, said the correct voice? I have little to no opinion. <laughs> I um, respectfully disagree, Tom. and I'll, t- I'll tell you for why, very briefly. Um, this episode's ending wasn't to wallow in that moment <coughs> per se. Because that <coughs> moment is really... Upsetting but powerful.
1: Yeah.
0: It was to then reflect as the next part of it goes on with uh, Jodie's narration, leading into them looking at the time space visualizer, making a return <laughs> appearance. Are they going to watch the Beatles on it? Um, uh, it was no, to exactly. it was to reflect the, the ripples. Like, what? the ripples of that moment and what goes on from that point forward. I'm, refer- I'm referencing Remembrance of the Daleks. It's to... Do it's 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 you know what I mean? It's about... Unlimited rice pudding! And what better way to reflect that than a modern song that has already been associated with specifically this feeling, this racial and social movement and change. But the thing is, as well, right, it, it, here's it, the thing. And it fit quite well nicely. And also, it would have been... I, I don't know. I think, I think it... That the pop inclusion was to just sort of on a very basic level make you feel a little bit more um, uplifted because that moment is not played as like a it's, there's triumph there but it's not played <laughs> as like a hooray moment because of everything that leads to it it's Chris, a this is horrible <clears throat> this has to happen but it will have a in positive the, in the interest of
3: brevity I'm going to cut you both off there and say yeah, we like the song uh, yeah. having
2: watched three episodes of Chimnall's don't Lera, try and chive his record what about me <laughs> I didn't get to express what my on the What do you think of subject? your views of the song? Hey, look. Hey, let's say this, right? I don't know how how old is Tom, do you reckon? Uh, uh, we know he's in uni, is that right? Yeah, he's just like, you know, started so uni. Oh, yeah. so I can tell him. 1920. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, Tom, love. The thing is, right. <laughs> Dear heart. Doctor Who. Braveheart Don't stop thinking about it in this kind of weird, kind of very limited, cultural, televisual production way. It's bigger than that. The Beatles appeared on it in the sixties and freaked people out. It doesn't. (laughs) Doctor Who can be anything. In the Mm. time If it can be about an old man chiselling away a bit of diamond for thousands of years, or whatever, or a circus, or whatever (laughs) you want it to be, it can have a fucking song in it. Yeah, Yeah, like that's part of the production. That's part of the thing. That's what you do when you make modern stuff. Yeah, and stop. Don't think about it in that sort of sixties limited terms uh but bless you thanks for writing in oh there's more oh god what does <laughs> he say let me read out what he, what is he saying uh, read, from so we do more emails. there no. <laughs> having watched three episodes of chibnall's era and his other contributions to the show i've concluded that <laughs> 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 wow <laughs> i've concluded that he's inept at writing a good villain this wasn't, doesn't feel like a threat whatsoever. Well, we've covered this, haven't we? Yeah, we've covered this. Yeah, so fuck that. What parts of the episode do you think were written by Chibnall? We don't know. I'm dealing, I it. He... I'm dealing with this. I'm okay. dealing with this. I love this. I also disliked how Ryan and Yaz are written in a lot of scenes. A lot of the lines feel forced and contrived, to Ryan talking to. Well, sorry about that. Other than that, <laughs> get, get me engaged. Great. I enjoyed the period setting. Great. Set design, beautiful. Great. Period actors, great. I uh, enjoyed Graham, great. Blah, 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 blah. Chris, you said that on Twitter it was your favourite episode in the last ten years, but in the YouTube
0: video you said eight years. Which eight one years. is real? Eight years because I remembered Vincent and the Doctor. And I did say it was my favourite episode in ten years. I said it was the best one in ten years. And do you but stand by, by that statement
2: now it's been a few days? Yes. Weeks, potentially. That's weeks, potentially. I
0: think the only other episode on par I can think of in the last... Eight years is Vincent and the Doctor in terms of dealing with something loved, like um,
2: that. You loved the very sensitively handled historical <laughs> "Let's Kill Hitler," as well. which I seem to remember you found very beautiful, particularly the the, uh, uh, get out. the get Ariana out. Grande get out. song that was at the end of that. As Hitler climbed out the cupboard,
3: <laughs> do do you agree with your
2: fellow Big Damn caster,
3: Matt? Um, mostly, mostly agree with him. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, um, Tom Mon- I, I, Can I just say, Tom Monty? I took the piss there, but you are you sound like an alright lad. He's, Tom Monty's one of our most regular emailers. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's got opinions, bless him. No, he he has, as long
0: as you don't play a pop song at the end. Yeah, like,
2: let's play a pop song oh, at the end of it. Oh shit, this. I better not work on a new version of the theme already. Oh god, why um. are emails so long?
3: <laughs> because that's the fans we have. Why
2: don't you just get people to tweet?
3: Be- because no one tweets. When we say send us tweets, you know what no one does? Really, we
2: have the reverse no one situation tweets. that... Well, I say email. No I emailed only. you guys once, and it never got bloody read
0: out. Yeah, because you don't read the emails From big dumb cats, we don't read them We, we, don't, even
2: we don't even, even <laughs> read the tweets. <laughs> we don't read any shit out. This we one, we just
0: can't read.
2: We can't. <laughs> no, read. Yeah, we just <laughs> don't. We're just challenged. This one comes in from Ian, and I oh. like this because
3: it's got a bit of piss <laughs> and vinegar. Ian While um, I don't know the... his surname unless he tells
2: us to read his surname. No, he emailed in. He, at any point, he said, don't read out my surname. No, no. Well, yeah. I just... I, I just, I <laughs> you Fuck not yourself, to. here, McLean. Dear McNeil
0: gas. <laughs> <laughs> please don't read out my surname. No fucking hell, guys! Yeah, the court case is not to go through.
3: Um, while I'm saving my reviews for the end of the series, I had to email in as it's odd how much this episode has been torn apart by fans. <laughs> oh, it's, not... it's not. Have you fucking yeah. watched Doctor Who
2: Ever? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Gallifrey base? <laughs> I don't fucking go there anymore for this exact fucking reason. You think you want to be on Rosa base. They're going (laughs) big epic about this. Um, Well, I don't really like
3: Heaven Sent. Mainly due to Moffat lying at the time. It's irrelevant. I can see why people Move do on.
2: and still put it up there as one of Capaldi's best episodes. Can I read this and edit this? No, this is, no. This, why is Heaven sent? Um, it is Waffle. Is I don't know. Get to the point, Because then. it's an episode
3: that people didn't like, I suppose. We're very, very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> the replies to your tweet, Chris, about it was much worse than I thought. Yeah. It looked like someone yeah. just joined Twitter to moan about this episode. Have you been
2: on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> Where does Ian McLean have live? Have you been on Twitter? Is that Ian McLean? Exactly <laughs> that is literally what people fucking do. Where does he live? I Still don't know. List? It's
0: an email address. It's How, not we, is there address. A How many label? laptops does he have? <laughs> <laughs> all of them. All of them. Uh, Does he like tuna? <laughs> he loves tuna.
3: Is there a
2: phone number? Can we call him?
3: <laughs> well, yes. Well, yes. The episode <laughs> did have actual problems. If you're giving the episode a three out of ten because there was no theme what? The over the what credits, talking about? then maybe you need to reevaluate who what? you judge TV shows. Who
1: is he talking about? It just about? feels <laughs> sad
3: that it's generic moaning. No monsters SJW propaganda had what no is he threat. Talking about? Like it's so hard that thirteen years in people still don't know the about? basics of Doctor Who. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, Doctor Who fans moaning about Doctor Who isn't anything new. What is he talking about? He's <laughs> just rambling. How many laptops? There's no point to this email. Well, you just
3: said you said at the start of the email
2: it's weird <laughs> how he's <it's> being <laughs> torn apart by most fans. And then at
3: the end of the email we're like, Oh well, Doctor Who fans complaining about Doctor Who fans is nothing what new. What is he talking about? Oh no. What is <laughs>
2: no, I'm on a bottle of (laughs) wine! last one comes in from Jason. Don't read out an email from him ever again. (laughs) I don't think we'll get one
3: after that reaction. This one comes in from Jacob. Oh
2: Christ! Can I read this? Yeah. I'm gonna read this one. Okay, well oh, be nice God. to
3: Jacob. I like, how be nice Jacob? to sweet that Jacob. is dyslexic. And oh, a, I know Jacob. So, yeah, yeah, I know that name. Yeah,
2: yeah. So uh, b- b- I like. I, the I like about him. Things. The opening line. Oh like, yeah. Hello, big damn cockers.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's been said That's by no man. one ever. <laughs> I may have just watched one of the best episodes of Doctor ever. Good. Don't know where to start. him so. Did you get
3: him into the Fendal on DVD? Get out. Get out. <laughs> it's
0: an excellent
2: <laughs> movie. You should all watch it. <laughs> he says, It's so awesome how good it was. First of all, Vinette, Vinette Robinson as yes. Rosa was superb. Uh, Josh Bowman as Crasco, White superb as the Evil Man was fantastic. Every, every member of the cast was phenomenal. And it was so funny. True. I can't get used to how funny the last episodes have been. It's fantastic. I'm so glad the Doctor's did influence uh, Rosa doing what she did, but that sense on the bus was the high point of the series so far. The emotion on all of it, all of their faces I, I assume he means was one of the best doctor you scenes ever especially Graham looks like he's about to bore his eyes out mm. which I'm very proud to say I did me too that I love now he is great because not only oh he I love open, Jacob he's with, great hello big damn Cockers he also said that's it for now toodaloo Jacob hey um, I think toodaloo could be a great catchphrase for a future doctor uh toodaloo yeah alright that would be cool. <laughs> but they say it when they arrive uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and everyone just gets back in and, and then as they leave they oh, go my...
3: hello <laughs> oh, we'll just uh... we'll come back later
2: <coughs> have you got any more emails
3: no that oh no, I enjoyed that we've got we've got one more email but it's not related to Rosa oh go on because it's been there for ages and I've not got to it read yet. it uh, this one comes in from Guy <clears throat> what not you oh I Guy. was going to say when did I email different surname like um, to a big damn cast Again, sorry for this is from this came in on the 11th of October. Oh, uh, is this, so, from? Uh, this <laughs> Two is from Guy. Ago. <laughs> Guy what? Guy Grist. He's put his name on the bottom of the email, so I'm going to say it. I'm going to say I it out loud. Don't
2: know that name,
3: Guy Grist. Is it you? No, it's not me. Is <laughs> Guy Grist? Oh, he's a hmm. Maybe he's a listener. Maybe he's a smash the media listener. He's made
2: it? my list at some point. Uh, the guy <laughs> Chris,
3: Chris, <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris To big damn cast. Again, sorry for not getting a chance to catch your podcast for a few weeks. Life's crazy at the moment. Yeah, ah, know, what? What? You sure fucking tell it me. Judge, uh, but your classic Who podcast wheeled me in
2: like the proverbial
1: fish.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and what a
2: lovely thing he's to uh, listen uh, Has he been on a, like, some sort of like English language? He's quotes. definitely drunk a bottle of wine. He is. He is <laughs> either stoned or hammered. I know Ryan you lives. said to do top
3: Three classic Who stories. He's the only person who responded to our plea for top threes. Yeah, but yeah. hey, but thanks, guy. Like
2: when you talk about Doctor Who, uh, I know, right? One of oh, true those true top that. three stories. Let me guess. Paul and Norman. He's done. He's done.
3: He's done top ten because he couldn't. He couldn't get to top three. To
2: so we're gonna go. I mean. this, of the world. and uh, there's some. I'm gonna say it. There's some contentious choices on here. Well, uh, I hope Talons of Wing Chau <laughs> is number one. Because <laughs> thinking, I mean, that would be a terrible. Situation. <laughs> he's rich. The Terribles of Wayne.
3: One of the, the the only thing that kept and Wayne trying out of my top ten was the fact that it's too fucking long. Fair I enough. like it, but it's too fucking. You long.
2: just like the racism. I, I also love the racism. <laughs> so we're going to you learn nothing on something? We're going
3: to go from ten to one. Number ten is the Web Planet. Oh, what? Shut up! Oh yeah, you're going to love this one. Oh, Number great. nine is
0: Delta and the Battle! Man- <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I, 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 I do hope that Guy is braced for us to go really Guy braced
2: bless him number eight no.
0: City of Death yeah. yeah. number seven is the Aztecs
2: sure. yeah, number yeah, six is the yeah. Keeper of Kraken. no but, but, uh, Um, Lucy you liked the Aztecs didn't you the Aztecs is great
0: what you like the Aztecs
2: you like the Aztecs because Barbara is... was on it so, so
0: what what, what, oh, what, what, so what, what good was that what one. was Barbara's name what was
2: uh, your taxa. Uh,
0: what was the high priest who was all bitchy and had really cool face paint? It's a taxa. God, I love you. Uh, you loved the ice cream. I
2: <laughs> don't remember my neighbour's names, but I don't know <laughs> <laughs> well Thanks. maybe you should get them to change them to let's just call them you can tax her for the rest of I've sexed
3: hands down the best handle story well, they, so
2: good they think my name is Lisa yeah
0: <laughs> we've had several Christmas cards to Lisa and Christopher so
2: if I told them my name was Lucy they'd be like false goddess <laughs> 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 she brings it back around hey, that's the best joke into this four hour <laughs> podcast the best joke that's a great joke, <laughs> number five. You should just pack your bags and go I'm because no. you are, that you will not top that joke. That number is five joke. is the two That's doctors. <laughs> the two doctors. Oh, listen, I have
3: a soft spot for the two doctors. The two doctors.
2: Five. The two doctors. Oh, mate, I like it. Season but six. I don't mean, like it that much. The first one. How old is this person? Um, I don't know. Well, um, we asked
0: for classic stories. I, always
2: Somebody, I think you should ask for the,
3: an age. <laughs> number four is <laughs> Remembrance of the Daleks. Okay. Uh, number three is The Mind Robber. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Number two is Warrior's Gate. What? And number one is
0: Ghostlight.
2: That's I a, like Ghostlight. That's an a interesting lot. list. You know Ghostlight Ghost you know was in my top ten.
0: Guy Grist. <laughs> whoever um, you are. He sounds like a superhero alter-ego name. Uh, he's just gonna say. I, I'll just I'll say um, this. Your choices are They're wacky. Wacky, and I'm so freaking delighted because um, it would have been kind of dull if they were the same as ours. Yeah. Ghostlight
3: <laughs> might just be one of my favourite bits of TV. It's just so strange and gothic full of wonderful characterization, And every time I find new things to like about it, i love it
2: he's right though because i've seen I, it a million I, times i really like ghost Knight. i remember when that came on and and i was a certain age and it came on and i thought fuck this is good it's it's my it's, this is a it's my changer. favorite mccoy he's great isn't he? yeah he's
3: great oh those last three stories yeah like ghost like fenric survival and of course ghost Knight was Fucking the last great. one that
2: they made yeah uh and he was never better i w-
3: i would have loved them to have had that extra episode to flesh it out, but I yeah. the fact that it is just so disjointed is adds to the strangeness of it, I think. Anyway, um oh wait, the new series I almost forgot about that. This remember this is pre rosa. Well Chibnall does lots of things that are very good ideas on paper but some the pacing near killed it completely on landing that must have been about the first episode because this came on like yeah. the 11th of October mm. and anyway hope everything is going well for you too. regards
2: Guy Grist that is the email backlog he has played. not got a good of good, he's not there's, there's no toodaloo going on in that no no no, no. no but,
0: but he did sign it off as goodbye Guy Gris.
2: I like your email people I, I you can't them. have them. I know I, I know I mocked them because I mocked them constantly. Mocked but the well, thing is, they're all pretty good, bloody good people. I yeah, mean, they are. I'm noticing that there is a 100% male thing. Yeah, so i think you love need love to work harder. Listener. And I feel like my presence today may have brought a different audience. Uh, I would love you. you to
3: bring a different audience. <laughs>
0: I'm bring sick the, of this one
2: I'll bring the same audience but we'll all wear hats <laughs> like Johnny Depp and they yeah. were all yeah. wearing <laughs> eye patches
0: <laughs> well I'll tell you this for now I'll tell you this for now I don't want this to end I'll tell you what <laughs> it has well, to that really because we've, get we've cracked the three hour mark yeah our previous record <laughs> uh, right. yes John Gransden <laughs> Uh, episode 100 summer and, some <laughs> <up>. uh, and <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the number I really enjoyed um, doing that and uh, that was 2 hours 59 minutes and 11 seconds Ooh. as I speak we are about to hit Three hours, three minutes, Fucking and twenty-two no. seconds. Yay, we've beaten that Ginger Man. Let us
2: <laughs> Ginger animate and manimate. Yes. Let's never How dare you assume his animator do this again. <laughs> he does. Uh... Never. No I won't make that joke because that would
0: be inappropriate. <laughs> we've... Oh yes, we've been nothing but appropriate on this. One. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, you're gonna have to come back and try and pick this score. Um, Please yeah. don't. Until do then... come back, but don't do three hours. Until... Still it's there. been great, though. I've had a great. Laugh oh,
2: had a great laugh. It's for... been one of the best days of my life. I feel really sorry for everyone
0: having to listen. If
2: they don't, you know what? Ian McLean, whatever his name is. <laughs> Jimmy.
0: <laughs> Jimmy <Prince. laughs> Jimmy Creeps.
1: <laughs> Hello.
3: <laughs> Stephen Fucking Moffat. <laughs>
0: Take us out, Chris. If you want to get in touch oh. with the podcast, you can do so on Twitter at <laughs> Big Damn Cast. Anytime, we'll happily respond and uh, you can get involved with the filth there. <laughs> our Big Damn channel on YouTube if you're not listening to this on there already. That's where you can find our videos, uh. Whiffles and Waffles. <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on Twitch at Big Damn Stream. should you want to take part in the filth when we play video games. Um, <laughs> and if you want to email in Contact uh. at gmail.com uh. guide, where can they find you don't find me
2: <laughs> but if you want to hear me and Danny Sim talk about stuff smash the media that's where it's at we're at, at smash the media UK because someone took smash the media I think he's a fan of Jeremy Corbyn and thought he was being clever he's not clever he's just got that
3: wait him on name Corbyn?
2: that I want none of them <laughs> I used to really be into Corbyn
0: but he's done fuck off it's just. I, I'll be. I'll be honest. I, I, I. fell out with him after his second album. It wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Other know. than that, don't find me. Yeah. Leave him alone.
2: Yeah. Please don't. If I insulted you today with your emails, please do not tweet me about it because I will mute you and then block
0: you. On that note, Lucy, <sighs> do you want to take us home? <laughs> <laughs> she Are you guys look, okay? No. Lucy just looks <laughs> so confused.
2: We're really not! Well, I'm just Snapchatting Matt's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being like, can you come and help me?
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye! Bye bye!